When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome one, welcome all to another amazing episode of Tales of Tamriel. I am your host, Ajelos, and with me this afternoon, the man, the myth, the legend, all hail the emperor himself, Sean Onyu. How are you, buddy? Oh, I was going to surprise them all. I'm doing pretty good, though. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, it's a big thing. You're the emperor, so all hail the emperor. Until you get stabbed in the back like, you know, Caesar. Sorry, went there. Hides of March and all. So... <laughs> it is kind of funny that you became emperor in March. Just because, anyway. Sorry, a little bit of Roman history slipped in there. The other man who is always there for me, no matter what, he never's going to let me go, never going to give me up. That's Arkin here. How are you, buddy? I'm never going to let you down. I'm here, I'm doing good, I'm excited for the episode. And he disconnects. Yeah. He let you down. He did, no. <laughs> no. Wait, no. no. did I? No. No, no. <laughs> okay. So we are in game today in the Rift, kind of trying to steal from a backpack right now. Um, if I'm a little distracted, it's because it's the day after St. Patty's Day and I may still be drunk. As I have my mug right here, which Rage Philosophy, the amazing maid for me, it says my name on it, and it's full of mead. So, you know, as a true Nord should have. But... Before we get too much into my drinking habit, let's go ahead and jump right on into the show, which is what we did in game. Um, Arkanir, I know you had a little bit, kind of like a rant you wanted to go on to, so why don't we let you do that? So, if you have listened to the previous episode, you know that I've been getting into PvP. Mm -hmm. And I've been doing that with the combination of Clever Alchemist and Meridia's Blessing set. Now The the troll build. (laughs) Yeah. Now, the problem is... Meridia's Blessing, since it, uh, you know, blinds one person, isn't really useful, at least that's how I feel, in Zerg's. So I was going for the reactive, you know, replace it with the reactive from the Imperial City uh, DLC. But since I don't have the DLCs on European Mega Server, 
I've decided to buy them. Now, I've found every piece, well, four pieces, rather easily. The problem was that one single reactive necklace. <laughs> I spent hours, days, looking through hundreds and hundreds of grill store listings in every city. And there is no, not a single reactive necklace. Well, well, there was one, and that was gold going for 500k, so obviously I didn't buy that. But not a single reactive necklace. I tried to, you know, ask in the zone chat. I tried to ask in the good trading guilds I have that I was willing to pay. But apparently no one was selling it. No one was willing to sell it. So after three to four days of frustration, I lost all my will to continue playing Elder Scrolls Online for the moment, at least. Uh, I'm sure as soon as I find that reactive necklace, I'll get back into PvP to test that. But yeah, not a single reactive necklace. Every other piece is out there. Just not the reactive necklace. Galsner in chat pretty much just said Meridia doesn't want to let you go either. So, oh, look who's the bad person leaving his phone turned up. Sorry about that, everybody. Oops. But I want Meridia to let me go. I want to to test that reactive set. At least I want to do. But yeah, uh, so that's why I don't really have any tales for this week. Now, now, question. What What was your build going to be? Like, what was your gear setup? Just uh, it would be five piece reactive necklace, five piece clever alchemist, and two engine guardian. Okay. Well, I still don't have the engine guardian helm on European side, so it would be two blood spawn, okay. which works as well. All right, I was, I was sitting here trying to think if you were using another drop set, why not just replace the necklace with something else and a different piece of gear? But yeah, um, clever alchemist oh, yeah, doesn't had... come in jewelry. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Unfortunately. All right. All right. Makes makes more sense. I'm sitting there going, like, if I were you, like, I would have just went, okay. Well, I can't get this. Let's just, you know, uh, with the build that I was running earlier, <clears throat> I would just, because I was running three jewelry and then like, uh, net or, you know, a gloves and belt. I would just added one more and then grab jewelry somewhere else if I could, but. But yeah, I mean, here here is the thing. After the second day, it wasn't about the build anymore. It was about the reactive <laughs> necklace. <laughs> just just the whole principle yeah, of the thing. Yeah, oh, I had right. to find I'll it. I imagine if you had to actually look through each individual page instead of like having a search thing add-on. Uh, my search thing add-on actually didn't work. Really? So it's yeah. like you didn't have an add-on. No, I I, I did it all manually. Oh, <laughs> hundreds of pages. Manually. Oh, no wonder you are like. Ugh. Also, I I now hate Ravager set because every time I see a Ravaging necklace, I thought it was reactive. So now I hate the set completely. <laughs> Just because it started with R. Yeah. <sighs> <laughs> Why so, can't yeah, these web sell reactive necklace? Uh, and I and uh, forgive my uh my rudeness i did not say hello to the chat room and all of you that are out there right now thank you so much chat room for showing up on this beautiful saturday after saint patty's day afternoon so i'll try not to speak too loud with my thum that way your pounding head from you know all your hangovers isn't going to be as bad i beat the hangover by just staying drunk that's how it works the real way the real way just stay drunk and the hangover doesn't hit you 
So, you know, it's a it's a way. It works. Nice. So, all right. So, other than your um, being all distracted and, and uh, upset about reactive, so that's kind of that was pretty much your whole journey trying to trying to find those pieces, huh? Yep. Have you built any more of your house yet? Uh, no. I ha- I actually haven't done anything because of that reactiveness. <laughs> you, because you know he had I, one goal in mind and he did not yeah. complete it, so his whole week was wasted. <laughs> exactly. I I can understand that. I I, I really just can. Everything. All right. So you're just discouraged at the moment. So mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure if I launched the SO now, it would update. I'm pretty sure if you were on North American <laughs> side, you would uh, probably find a reactive necklace in ten minutes. That's the problem with EU side, actually. Either Top. people don't grind enough, like the same level as North American side, or they just don't sell what they get. Because it's really a lot harder on EU side to find an item or you know a material you need than uh, North American side. It's the same for the alchemy materials, it's the same for the alloys and everything, and especially it's the same for the reactive necklaces. That's good mead. Um, <laughs> yeah, I don't. I mean, I'm only familiar with the with the North American market, but I know that can be a problem on various servers. I mean, I just got a message the other day uh, from a user who's so sick and tired of the console side for whatever reason that he was trying to find out if there was possible to transfer, which obviously it's it's not. And um, so he's gonna start over with us on on uh, North American uh, PC, which is. Really cool, because then our community over here gets to grow a little bit. Um, Did they say any reason why it had to do with creators? I think it was all all around. It was just like lack of community feeling that you get on console side. Yeah, like your community that I get is more of your guild. Like that's yeah, I got the people I play with every day, and those are generally people I talk to. And, like, I meet new people every once in a while, but I don't go out of my way to meet Bologna so anymore. Right. And I, I think a lot of that is, you know, partially because uh, with only having the voice chat, not everyone uses voice chat. And I know early on it... Text w- chat, too. It, well, yeah, you have it now, but not everyone has a keyboard and mouse hooked up to their console. Yeah. I When I'm texting, I actually have to do the soul method with the controller. That yeah, and that... Yeah, it takes a long time to do that. So, isn't that actually a torture method? Controller. <laughs> it might be. Um, if oh, this is a pro tip. If someone has a smartphone but not a mouse and keyboard, you can download an Xbox app to your phone, and then you can use your phone like a mouse and keyboard or as a keyboard. Oh, and that it will actually weird. Bluetooth into your Xbox. Like I use that all the time. Well, that's, that's actually, actually pretty neat. Great. Yeah. So there you go for the people who are there. But um, yeah, no, that, that was, was, I don't know. The other, and also without the lack of, of add ons, it's harder. Like, one of the add ons for prices and stuff is it actually tracks all your prices. Like, it, it looks at all your uh, guild sales and gives you, like, an average price. Now, of course. It's based on the guilds you're in, so if you're not in guilds that are selling a lot, you may not have a price, or it may be wildly skewed, but at least it gives you an idea. 
Um, so the market on at least the north or uh, the PC side feels a little bit more stable because you know people are like, I'm not going to pay 25k for this item when I can, you know, I see according to my you know master merchant that you know. I recorded 57 sales of the same item and it's going for an average of 9k. Why would I pay 25? I'll just keep looking, you know. Yep. But you, you a might A lot of times now like I remember people pop in guild chat all the time. How much is this worth? Or price check over like on the Facebook page, things yep. like that. Like that's very very common. Yep. Absolutely, because no one knows and yeah. It it makes sense. So, I don't know. It is what it is, and uh, I don't know why the EU side, though, you're having as much issue. I would love to get Nate on here again at some point whenever he gets a chance to actually hop on and give us his opinion on that, because I'm kind of curious as to why you can't find such thing. And I've not heard this once, you know. It's not like, oh, you couldn't find one item. And I get reactive, maybe, you know, that's kind of hard to find, if you're, but things as much as tempers and just even basic stuff is a lot rarer from what i gather so is the population I, really small on the eu side comparatively i actually don't know i'm not sure we but honestly don't know those numbers that's the problem we we don't yeah. know what those numbers are so we really couldn't tell you um with any you know other than anecdotal evidence really and that doesn't even make anything because anecdotal is literally just what you witness but that doesn't necessarily i saw this person twice game's dying (laughs) yeah exactly that's anecdotal evidence Uh, oh i logged in and no one was around me no one plays this game well not necessarily you know it could be various things you know it could be even there's so many people in the zone that it phased you to a new you know a new phase of the zone and you're one of the first people so I it feels empty mention about something about that like i hear people saying well, this game is dying everyone's leaving blah 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 but and as soon as they do something and all i hear is people angry that there's so many players on and they can't do stuff <laughs> like pick one Dan. <laughs> pick one no, I honestly feel like the PC side is very healthy. I've never really have issues finding people, depending on what zone I'm in. If I'm in a popular zone, it's not really a problem. Like, um, and I'll get into my tales later, but you know, I'm doing Craglorn solo. A lot of times, I don't see a lot of players out there, but there's not a lot in the town. It's packed full, but you know, out in random location, there might not be as many players. I still see people in, in chat trying to find, you know, duo groups and stuff like that for some of the big dungeons and stuff. But, but, you know, now if I'm in a different zone, you know, I'm sure if I went to one of maybe the newer DLCs, cause I'm still kind of making my way through Craglorn at this point, you know, um, I might find more players out about in the world. So he's Craglorn technically at this point is what <laughs> two, three years old. So it came out Craglorn came much, out yeah. before console launch. It yeah, it was one of the last big expansion like uh patches before, you know, buy to play and consoles. So I mean that's why it's part of the base game too, right? Like Craglorn is considered base game patch. But yeah. Yeah. Does. I don't know. But yeah, it's depending on where you're at. Like if I don't really seem to have any issues, like um, even Dungeon Finder, I know it's kind of been bugged lately, but uh, I don't have issues finding players. Like I, I don't, even as a DPS, I sit in queue maybe 15 minutes, which 
is good for a DPS. If you think that's long for a DPS, you're really off, you know? <laughs> uh, 15 minutes, that's quick. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, th- there is that. So, Sean, before we get too much off on this thing, let's let's hear what you've been doing. Oh, well, like you said, I became Emperor, but um, the reason how was kind of just... Uh, my, you know, with no CP, I decided to go into Zero Star because after the no CP week, I was like, this was a lot of fun. I'm really good at it with no CP compared to other people. Mm-hmm. I failed just worked with it. And so I went into no CP in Azuras, and that literally the campaign flip, was about to flip in like three hours when I transferred. So I was just in there, and all of a sudden I noticed, and I was like, number three? Just... <laughs> and i was like all right i might as well keep going and me and this other guy were racing and i got up to like 150k ap above him and then i went to bed i wake up he's 300,000 above me he didn't go to sleep (laughs) (laughs) and i figured he was sleeping right then right so me and my buddy uh started just go taking the resources keeps i was just keeping my getting my ap back up he wakes up right as i pass him and I just start getting messages like he he's been pushing for him too. I'm guessing really hard because if you you kind of broke up there, Sean. You still there? Ark, are you there? Hmm. There he goes. That yeah, there you go. Can you hear me now? Yep. There you yes. go. Sorry, that must have been me. I also yeah. heard you, uh, Sean. You just were like, "Hey, he was pushing for Emperor too," and then you kind of like faded off. I'm like, "What is going on?" And I called Ark. Ark didn't say anything. So, all right, no, we're back. All right, so continue where all you right. left off. Yeah. So me and him are like racing for AP, pushing Imp. Uh, but his group weren't that great at killing. Like they couldn't uh, take like keeps and stuff by themselves. And me and my bud and we would have uh, another guy with us. So we were just three manning it. We were able to solo cap keeps with like six, seven people against us. It didn't matter. Plus, we were we were fine. And I don't. Know, yeah, I ended up. Uh, I completely lost my train of thought right there. I gotta stop trying to fish and talk at the same time. <laughs> well, see, there, um, this is where you'd be okay if you had add-ons because there's actually a fisherman add-on, which makes it simple because it literally flashes on your screen with a fish icon when it, there's something on the line, so it's kind of easy to phase in and out. Fishing should be easy without the add-on. Well, it's it's <laughs> not. It's, problem? Yeah, it's not well, hard. Xbox isn't as bad because your controller vibrates. Oh yeah, PC doesn't. That, you know. You don't have it on your controller. Ah. So that makes that. All right. So you're actually okay at that point. So you have your own add on. It vibrates for you. Nice. Yeah. Okay. All right. Acceptable. Uh, yeah. We were, I was pushing for amp. Ended up uh, getting it finally. And that was one of my last achievements I needed. The only other base game, like vanilla achievement I need for Xbox is the Master Fisherman. Hence what I'm doing now. How many uh, achievement points do you have? Like, are you going um, off of in-game achievements? Or are you going off of Xbox is, achievements? Those ones are Xbox, the one I showed you. In-game, okay. really quick, I'm at 20,935. 20,935. Oh, I'm on a, I went to compare, and then I'm like, oh, wait, I'm on a, a low-B character that doesn't have any achievements. Okay. 
All right. No, that's that's cool. Like, do you have almost everything? Like, if you look at your summary, or um, all your bars yeah, pretty the, much full? Like, I even have. I don't have the fisherman trophy yet. Like, you know yeah. those uh, killer trophies or whatever for the monster ones. Yeah. I have most of those done. Okay. Like, I grinded those. If that kind of shows you what I've been doing, like all the really like AIDS ones, I spent a lot of time doing. Yeah. Um, yeah, I've done those. I actually just got those last week too. Finished off the chitinous monster thing, so that was cool. But yeah, then I when I started this game on Xbox, I wanted to get all the base game vanilla achievements done, mm-hmm. and that was like one of my quote unquote goals for this MMO. And I'm getting kind of close, which is kind of scary. Like <laughs> I can actually say a hundred percent of an MMO if i do <laughs> like that's bad yeah and i have an issue <laughs> uh how long did it take you to uh get emperor like have, was it just uh, like you signed in and did it or was it like you're saying you flipped it over like, it was like a three day ordeal okay like, um I actually got to a point where I was just farming AP at keeps or resources because I still was able to solo cap resources and no CP. Okay. And just to keep my AP up. And we owned Amp. And we had, there was no yellow or red pushing at that time. And so we gated him. And I was like, oh my God, like, come on, guys. Like, I need you to, like, dethrone this dude, please. (laughs) And then, because I was ahead at that point. Ah, okay. All right. So, okay. No, I was just curious how long it took. Like, I know some people, like, really push for Emperor, like, really quick. It takes them a long time. Others, not so long. Yeah, this was, like, a three-day thing, um, which was okay because I was on spring break. I should have been doing work and stuff, but no, I was on ESO. And I actually turned... Uh, an hour after my birthday passed, I got Emperor. Nice. That's a nice birthday yeah. present right there. So that's like that's all I did. <laughs> it was like, well, my birthday is today. I'm just playing ESO. I didn't pick up my phone, look at any messages, didn't call anybody. Just literally sat in my room, played Xbox. <laughs> <laughs> now, now, if only you have become Emperor for the Ebonart Pact instead of uh, was DC, right? The Lose. the. The non scrubs. Mm, I think you're wrong there. So, nope. <laughs> it was um, nice nope. when you get a chance. So, yeah. All right. Well, no. Congratulations, obviously. So, way, way to go there. Glad to glad to see that you were able to accomplish that. I can just see uh, people trying to call you. Hey, happy birthday! Shut up! I'm going for emperor. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and then I had to like it. explain that. Like, so why didn't you uh? call me back or whatever and i was like i'm trying to do this i'm um, busy i've got stuff to do <laughs> nice I take priorities <laughs> yeah right right okay oh, we uh, can't say we had an we have an emperor on the show now so that's nice that is nice yeah, that's, that, oh i'm the first i thought a jealous has got an imp no i've never gotten no. him i don't pl- i don't play pvp uh, that often oh yeah it's right uh, never mind. Nate yeah. may have gotten Nate got close. I believe Nate was very close, but he's not he's not there yet either. So um Daniel, you are probably our first Emperor host co host. Bam. Yeah, because um 
Deltia got Emperor a long time ago, but he wasn't part of the show when he got it. Like he was, mm-hmm. he was trying, but it wasn't till after after he uh, he uh, departed from the show that he got Emperor. So he was uh, giving it a go, but didn't quite get there. So hmm. besides right. he's running, besides he's running for AD, so he it, he doesn't count. Yeah, now anyone who runs for AD <laughs> don't count. So just by the way, I made a yellow to kill blues because i found out there's some blue people i really don't like <laughs> oh well why didn't you make a red yeah. because yeah. all my other friends are have a yellow alt uh, oh well he's wrong why are you friends with them yeah that's really what i'm thinking <laughs> they're not worthy of One your friendship of i questioned and then it just all happened i have definitely questioned that friendship <laughs> i i i would seriously like start thinking about it going is this really the type of friend i want because you know he's ad I mean, that's pretty much like my thing whenever I meet someone. Hey, we should be friends. Are you AD? Mm-hmm. No, if it's yes, then no. We can't be friends. So that's how. Yeah, that that's it. Random strangers on the street and get weird looks, don't you? <laughs> <laughs> uh, sometimes. 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 Gets, it, it gets even weirder when I throw out racial slurs like knife ear and people look at me going, I'm not sure if I should oh, be insulted or not. Okay, now I story time. <laughs> um, <laughs> So I have this uh, friend who he's a like therapist, psychologist person, right? Yeah. And he's in our guild, and like we actually go to him every once in a while if we need to talk to somebody. But anyway, uh, he doesn't swear. He doesn't. That's just one thing he never does. But if you want, and there's a another friend in the guild who just rips on him all the time, and so I give him like ESO kind of cuss words basically like knife or things like that and mm-hmm. i was actually scrolling through stuff and i found one of the slang terms that um a dunmer used called <laughs> someone a neck part i was laughing <laughs> just wait till we get to uh the marwind expansion well there's lots of little slurs they use for outlanders and why that should, that should be fun yeah i can't wait to be called like and or whatever they want to call me it's gonna be great oh if you have don't actually read the dialogue read the dialogue a little bit like for people listening because they say some really funny stuff or just pay attention like yeah they do they really do I, and ebonheart like i was just i've not spent a little much time in ebonheart right there was i saw a, a hooker and a dance or a desk stripper or whatever i, I don't know oh, in, the, in the ebony flask dancing I, on a bed yeah, i was yeah. like what the heck <laughs> i know it well <laughs> Then you talk to the guys like, "Hey, get out of the way! You're blocking the show." Um, <laughs> yeah, I was laughing. Like, good on you guys for putting this in here. You want something even awesome. funnier, like really suggestive uh, with Inuendo? Go to um, Glen Umbra and Daggerfall City. Right outside the bank, there's two people standing next to a fence, a guy and a girl. You talk to them, and um, you know what? I'm not even going to tell you. I'm just going to let you go do that. <laughs> I'm actually in game right now, so yeah. You you just go talk to these two people. They're right by the uh, right by the bank. So go to the bank and walk around. You'll see them standing against this small little wooden fence. All right, and then just just talk to each one of them. Uh, preferably the guy first, and then go to the girl. All right. Yeah. So I'm porting. So all right. Loading. So you you do that. You do that real quick. Um, did you have any other tales? Um. Uh definitely had a night something i was going to talk about 
but I don't remember it right now. Okay. Well, honest. you can always... We, the Tales section doesn't necessarily have to be super structured. We just kind of go one and around. You notice I often like interject whenever I you know have something fun to you know say. Um, yeah. But, uh, you know, yeah, if you think of it, just interject as you go. Um, so for me, like, obviously, I've been home by myself. Wife and son are away. So... I haven't had a lot to do, like so. I've been I've been playing uh, a lot of ESO when I can. Now, obviously, my work's been getting really, really busy. Um, yeah, so there has been that. So I haven't got as much time as I thought I would, but I did do a lot. Now, first off, I'm going to talk about my my little girl that you see streaming here. She's a crafting alt, so she's kind of weak because. Um, she has almost all points in in crafting so you know that's kind of how i roll with this um but um let's see i got her to level 40 on my notes but now she's almost 44 uh i was farming some gear for her because i already have like i have this little spreadsheet and i think a few people have seen it if you're part of our uh, discord which if you're not part of our discord i don't know what's wrong with you you should be part of our discord so dungeoncrawlernetwork.com slash discord join us it's amazing we all like to have fun and talk about video games so join us also like i play xbox i've never played a game with a jellos or arc or galasnir but i talk to them all the time about this stuff mm-hmm. so you uh, don't need to be just on pc or whatever yes excellent point excellent point this is more for the whole you know dcn community not just not just in game. We have our own, you know, uh, guild in game. If anyone's interested in joining, we're always looking for people uh, for North American PC side, anyway. Um, but the Discord is open to anyone who just likes to talk to people who love ESO and, and video games because that's what we do. Um, also, there's a really good app for iPhones and Androids too for Discord mm-hmm. that you can actually join in voice chats too. By the way, yep, it works. Yep, it works really well, really, really well. I actually, so. that's how I uh, did the first few uh, podcasts was through my phone. Yep, yep. So, yeah, so join us on Discord. But anyway, so I, I was working on, on some dungeon stuff. Nothing, I've been running Crypt of Hearts and uh, because I need Leviathan because I, you know, I shared this out. Like, I, I have all 12 characters, Um they're all there that, you know, they're of various levels because I really only play my one, but I've been trying to level them up because they're all going to be crafting alts in the future. So, you know, that way they can do daily writs every day because writs are an amazing way of making money. Um, so that's kind of what I do. I'm going to have all 12 characters eventually, 14 when Morrowind comes out, um, though I may actually play a warden. Um to do crafting so i've been leveling this girl up ever so slowly i have a build in place but i needed skill points obviously crafting is the first thing so i've been putting all my points into crafting till i can get that where i want so i don't have a lot of points left over as you can see if you're watching the stream now she's not that strong even at level 43 she's not that strong her gear's not that good because she doesn't even have a lot of passives unlocked she really just has stuff on her bar and that's because the majority of the time while playing, you don't really need anything real strong if you're careful. Like, especially if you're just doing the normal questing. 
and I'm just doing questing now to unlock all the skill points that are available because I needed a lot in order to become a crafter. I need like a hundred plus in crafting um, for this girl so that she can do all the the writ stuff and also break stuff down, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. So I've been working on her. But I decided I also am going to put gear on her. I have a build set up for her that way. You know, if for whatever reason somewhere down the line I feel like splitting it up and doing something a little different, maybe doing pledges on multiple characters for keys, I can do that on her. So I have the build, and it requires five Leviathan, um, two Krow, 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 whatever, the Krog, Krog yeah, Krog. And I think it's um, five Vicious Ophidian. No, three Vicious Ophidian uh, and then Maelstrom weapons. So that's that's going to be fun because I haven't been in Maelstrom in forever. I'm st- I still am sitting there on uh, on like rank three and I haven't I haven't went back in in forever. So I need to go back and do that. It's just. I've been too busy questing and doing other things to actually care about Master Marina, but I will need to do that in order to try to get a few weapons in the future. Um, but Leviathan comes from Crypt of Hearts. So I've been kind of like, while I've been questing on her, well, not on her because she's not 50, but whenever I'm questing my other guy, I kind of queue myself up for Crypt of Hearts to try to get a few pieces. Uh, I have all the pieces now for when she hits 50. They're not all the best trade. It's, you know, various stuff, but it's enough to get the five set bonus and I'll just replace it as I go along. Um, so that's really cool, but I do have a little rant. I was doing one today and when I walked in, I see everyone other than me is wielding a staff, which makes me go, what? Like, where's our tank? Right. Um, and I know with the Frost Staff, you, you can now tank, but the guy was not tanking. And I, I'm like, okay, hold on. And I looked at the group menu. I saw two people, when you look in the group menu, that were, you know, marked as tank, you know? They did it so they could get a faster queue. Mm. I was livid. So, of course, I screenshotted their names, I reported them, and then I left the group. Um, Wait, you can report what? that? Yeah, yeah. I mean, what do they expect to happen when they queue as a tank and, they are, well, they don't tank? What, What's the game plan there? Yeah, no, and the worst part is the guy was, um, the guy was uh, skipping bosses and stuff like that because he was just trying to get to the end of it. I'm like, well, there's people who maybe, you know, want these bosses, but because he knew that he couldn't tank it, no one else could. I mean, I probably could have because my build has a lot of survivability, but I wasn't going to reward their bad behavior, so I left mm. the group because I didn't really care. I took the 15-minute you know, debuff timer because I'm like, I'm only doing this as a, you know, I queue up while I'm questing. I really don't care mm-hmm. if if I get this. It's just, hey, if I do, whoop-de-doo. If not, I don't care. So I went about halfway through, and then I just left them, That you know, so, uh Yeah. I on, they honestly need to change how the group finder works um, because I know how the game is. But if you don't have a uh, taunt on your bar or something, you shouldn't be allowed to tank. Like, shouldn't even be able to select it. Yeah, but I mean, that's yeah, but that's getting you can in work a bunch around of that too. Area. Well, I know you can, but like, I'm... I then you'd be like asking for different queues because some people will be like, "Well, I only want to queue with people who are CP six hundred. I don't care. And, I don't and, 
Well, with the with the random one, you can't right. actually yeah. not do that. But by limiting people who aren't actually tanks from selecting a tank role, where's the negative in that? I don't think you can limit someone to, you know, not select a tank. Oh no! Right, as of right now, you can't, with the exception of, um, how would, I mean, how would you switch that? Let, let's be honest, because like, say if they wouldn't allow you to queue as a tank without a taunt on, people would put the range taunt on their bar, mm-hmm. queue up, and, and then move and it. then and yeah. they can lock it. That's what they should. They lock that bar so you can't remove it. I don't yeah, know. I mean, it's, I, it's, I love it's that. a lot of problems for the, then. You know, I change a lot of skills between different boss fights too. So yeah, and that would that would affect me. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, but you actually go in as a tank. So I mean, they have a vote to kick system, but I would rather just you know screw the people over because no one's gonna rejoin their group halfway through. They'll be sitting there forever because guess what? They're what they lost a DPS. So. And uh, Crypt of Hearts, when I was running this, was not the uh, was not like a daily pledge, so it's not like they're going to be there forever. Mm-hmm. You know, you don't have a huge amount of people running in there unless they're doing randoms or something. But or which like case, the weave with, for like City of Ash or whatever. Yeah, or, yeah. Uh, Crypt of Hearts, it's just not what it is. But yeah, so that really annoyed me. That was kind of my my rant at this point because um, it's like. The guy, the guy wasn't even trying to tank. That's the worst part. Like, he, even if he was running a bill where he's like, you know, he'd run in first and try to hold aggro, he wasn't even doing that. He just kind of sat there half the time, and was like, "So who's gonna pull?" And he was waiting for someone else to pull. So, yeah, yeah, that's annoying. Yeah, so especially for this, it's just like, come on, guys. I can't say anything. I have buddies that queue up as a tank or heal all the time, and because each of us just solo the dungeon anyway, because we all are in our mains. And right. so we just kind of pull a random dude and we don't care who it is. Right. But okay. at that point, at least you're pulling this guy who was marked as the tank was just sitting behind and just standing. Yeah. There I only ever play a tank though. So I guess I don't have that perspective. Yeah. But. So it was just, it was going insanely slow. This guy was you know doing his own little thing and I'm just like, I'm not, I'm not dealing with this crap. So I left <laughs> and just let them, let them, you know, try to figure out, get a get a person to join them halfway through but so yeah that was that was my rant for that because that really annoys me um i don't know i mean obviously i was just trying to think about what you could do to prevent it other than the group kick i mean that's really all there is so there isn't really anything you can do about it Yes, no. Unless, you know, you, you could without making just... it unfair to people who like, like say, change, like to change their bars between fights. Well, yeah, no, and and if you're a tank, there are certain times you need to change your bar. That makes sense. Obviously, it does. But people are queuing up as tank in order to get a faster queue because obviously DPS queues are fairly not. They're honestly not that bad, but they're better than ten seconds. <laughs> so yeah, people I'm are not... queuing as tanks so that they can. <laughs> They can run in here and do this, but if you're not a tank, you're not a tank. So uh, uh, anything you you do would be, you know, abused in some other way. So there's really oh, there's always abuse. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so I don't know. That's that's just what I was complaining about because you know I can because I can I can complain about yeah. it. 
I mean, what's what's this show is about if we don't complain about things? I well, I know, yeah. I know, but this isn't anything wrong with the game. This is wrong with people. <laughs> people are wrong. Still, <laughs> people are stupid. As I always say, MMOs would be so great if it weren't for the people playing them. You know, so that's a thing. Um, so let's see, what else did I do? Uh, I started working on my crafting on another character as well. She's all set up to do Ritz. She's only like level five, so it's not like she does a whole lot, but she runs around and does the Ritz every day. I have her all set up, so she's kind of all decked out, ready to roll, and she just makes and does Ritz. Um, then I, on my main character, I went back and I was just looking through my achievements, going, what do I not have? And I noticed under Public Dungeons that there were a few things that uh, I didn't have done yet. Um, uh, Because, you know, obviously the first time that I went through these, it was very, like, the game had just came out. You know, I wasn't really, Thais and I were doing this, and we we weren't going overly nuts. Like, we were spending a lot of time in dungeons reading stuff, but we weren't looking for bosses everywhere. So I was missing, you know, those uh, the achievements that are like you've killed every boss in this public dungeon. So I went back and I did the one in um, Cold Harbor, the village of the lost. So I was in there for a little bit hunting that stuff down. Um, then I have been back in Craglorn and um, I, I absolutely adore Craglorn as a zone. Oh my goodness, do I, like, mechanically wise, I adore Craglorn. Because it was designed as a group event at first. There were a lot of limitations on on the group event stuff because it required people, which was really annoying, even if you had a really good build. <laughs> no, I don't mind group stuff, but remember, when you... Remember when, this for the story later. Yeah, you, you require people. And they removed a lot of that stuff where it's like, oh, it's not that you're unable to do it, but they kind of locked you out of areas because it's like, oh, I cleared all the way up to a door. You need three people to stand on a platform in order to open it. Damn. You know, like it, it kind of sucked in that regard. But they changed a lot of that now, so I'm able to go through it. And I've been doing all this Craglorn stuff solo, which has been insanely fun. Um it's difficult, especially solo. It is very difficult. And a lot of the, a lot of the bosses, like, you know, when you're doing these quests actually have mechanics to them. And I'll go into, uh, you know, pretty much the name of this episode here, uh, in a little bit. Um, but, uh, I cleared out the city of, uh, Ellen here, which was really cool. You know, some crazy mages went through and pretty much just like sucked the life out of everybody. Uh, and that has been, it was nuts, but it was probably one of the prettiest areas I've been to because, you know, there's all this magical vortex. It looks like all these little mini, uh, meteors are falling all over the place. And, um, it's just, it looks aesthetically very, very pleasing. Um, so that was, that was something that was really cool. Um, and then what else was I doing? Oh, the big thing, the one thing that I, I absolutely adore in this zone, uh, shot is tear. I had been talking about it a lot in, in the, uh, um, in discord, just going, I can't believe how awesome this, this place is. Cause I was, I was doing shot is tear and 
as I kick this cat out of my my lap. <laughs> go away, go away, go again. I brought my handy dandy DCN spray bottle now, so she stays off my lap during shows. Is that how you combat could, uh, AD now? Yeah, I literally just you know, <laughs> take out your water AD, bottle. <laughs> AD comes at me, and you know, I bring out. I don't need this sword. Give me the spray bottle. Back, Kiji, back, and I just spray them in the face, and they flee. It's great. Um, yeah, I spray them in the face, and they run away. Um, shot is tear. Now, for anyone who's not done this place, it is so cool. Um, and I'll talk about the lore in a second, but it's essentially an underground city um, that was by the uh, Nidic people before the before the Yakudans came to Tamriel. So this was, you know, Merithic first era kind of kind of stuff. And um, oh, it's just so odd. But there's three different wings, and there's a daily quest to clear the whole thing. And there's a quest once you enter that you have to clear each wing. Now, each wing is different. There's the city wing and then the crypt wing. And then, of course, the, the temple wing where the boss is. Now, you can't get to the temple wing until you finish the other two wings. And, oh my goodness, it's it's so good. Um, the Nereids that are in there, they actually have mechanics to them. The trash pools, there's tons of trash in there that when you pull, it pulls a group of like eight eight to ten mobs at one time. So you're dealing with all of that. And um, oh, I, I just can't get over Shada's Tier. I, I spent like two hours in Shada's Tier just now, playing. This, all right. might, this might what I need to get back into ESO after that necklace thing. <laughs> because now I am very curious about it. So, like, okay, story. Like I told you guys earlier, I wanted a story to kind of complement your shot. Yep, tier. yep. Uh, keep going. Sorry. So, by the way, shot tier is probably one of the prettiest. I don't know what to call it. Delve dungeon. Not sure what to call it, but it's one of the prettiest it, ones in the game. It's it really is. It's a group dungeon because it is instanced. Like once you enter it, I believe it's instanced. Yeah, it's- Sky, kind of like Skyreach, then, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, Except it's way better than Skyreach. Like aesthetically, it's Sky gorgeous. Um. Also, like a side note, you know how you get those three containers? One of those, I think, are purple. It's the one for actually finishing the entire yeah, thing. Finishing. Yeah, finishing. Yeah, it's like purple. Yeah. So I'm pretty sure you can get purple jewelry out of that too. Yep, and I got a Yakudin um, motif page out of that too. Yep, and that's where you get Yukiden. Yep. We always say Yukiden on Xbox, not going to lie. Is it Yukiden? <laughs> it's Yukiden. Is that the... Yeah, it, like, if you actually have the sound up... Definitely not they, changing. <laughs> yeah, it, it's Yukiden, so there you go. All right, but anyway, before um, they switched it to where it was, like, soloable and you had to have a group, I was running this trying to beat Craigland for the first time, and I had three other people with me. And... One of the people had to go because he had to go to work or something. And so we called another buddy in. He got into the instance, but he didn't do the other two wings. We were at the final boss. He already did the other two wings. Mm-hmm. The, you, and in order to get to the final boss, you have to get, clear the other wings by uh, cleaning the water, basically. Yep. Right? Mm-hmm. And he didn't clean the water. So it was still poisoned in his instance technically but we could see him and talk to him and like he was there with us but the water was poisonous to him so 
we were hitting rapids and healing him and doing whatever he can as he died repeatedly trying to get across the water. <laughs> trying to get up. <laughs> like, we were doing whatever we could to keep him up from that poison from killing him, and he died probably 30 times. It was great. <laughs> That's funny. I, I gotta say, like, on top of... Like, yeah, when you're going to each side, each one has an awesome story. Like, the when you go into the city side, it... The main story of it is the waters of Shada's Tear. This was a Shada's Tear is what the Needs named this dungeon or city after they began worshiping the Nereids. Um, but they were originally a cult of star worshippers who worship the stars, um, which you actually learn about when you go into the crypt side more than you do um, on the city side. But when the Yakutans and their regatta or Ragada, or however you want to pronounce it, Ragada, um, the warrior wave came over and started taking over. They were attacking. So they made, the people of Shadda's Tear made a deal with the devil of sorts um, with a Nereid called Shadda. So that's why the name of the city is called Shadda's Tear. Originally it was the city of, oh, what is it? Of glittering water in the desert is actually what they called this. The whole thing is because, uh, uh, Nalan, the guy who gives you the quest, uh, he's like um, an undead lich. Um, he's a cursed need, so like oh, he's uh, yeah. He, yeah, he's really cool. I actually took a screenshot of him because his body's wilting, but because he fought against the um, the needs trying to worship the Nereids, they cursed him to essentially eternal life as a corpse. But he's not under the sway of the Nereids, so he, you have to break the curse for him. Um, but he tells you the story of what the city was originally called, but this Nereid called Shada blessed the waters. And when she said, bless the waters that anyone who drank the waters that were in the city, cause obviously the city's in the desert and, um, anyone who drank it essentially became super strong, but completely under the will of Shada. So they kind of became like insane berserkers. So they did this in order to prevent the Yakutans from taking over the city. Um, and so that's what you're finding out in the first wave. The city wave is you're actually trying to rescue a few of the researchers who got caught up and you're trying to free them. So the main overarching quest is to cure the people who were all who drank of the water and are like insane. Um, but when you go into the other side, they're a few researchers are caught on that side. So the main quest has you leading into each wing to kill the Nereids that are in each wing, corrupting the waters, allowing you to pass as you know, Sean said he couldn't get past cause he didn't clear because <laughs> to get to the temple, there's a giant pool of water and you have to swim through it, but it's poisonous until you kill the two Nereid in the other wings to cleanse the water and actually make it across. Um, so as you're going through, you're actually seeing what the needs were doing in order to defend themselves against the Yakut invasion. And one of the small touches that I really liked is they changed all their armor a while ago to be the Yakut, or not the Yakut, in the uh, um, arc. You had it on the North American side, the the Nedic armor, the costume. Yeah, the ones. Yeah. They all wear that now. Oh, so I got it. I got to get there. Yeah, it's really cool to see because it all is very, you know, like authentic to the um, culture that's there. So you go and you uh, have to kill this Nereid. Now, 
it's so cool because this Nereid, she's when you get to her, she actually has mechanics. It's not something that you can literally just spam through because she actually goes invulnerable in phases. Both of them do. Um, so you'll be running through it, and what she does is she's in the center. You start attacking her, and she does what most Nereids do. They do that whole, uh, you know, the geyser from below with poisoned water. Um, but then what she does is halfway through at various points in time, I don't know if it's time based or if it's uh, per health percentage based. Um, she dives down under the water as I throw this Khajiit off me one more time and spray her. There we go. Uh, she dives down under the water and she summons ads like uh, undead Nedic people who were serving her. Uh, they come up and try to attack you, but at that entire time, she's also constantly doing that um, that whirlwind, not whirlwind attack, the geyser That's attack. It. So you always have to be moving because it's constantly popping up under your feet trying to kill you. Uh, so that's the first one. She's act- I actually died quite a bit on that one. Um, I think that's a time thing because I don't remember that mechanic at all because I went recently with it, uh, some of my buds and I don't remember seeing that. Okay, well, yeah, it might be a time if you're able to kill her in time. Uh, again, I've been doing all this solo, so I'm seeing a lot of mechanics because while I do a lot of single target DPS, like a lot, uh, because my magic build is just insanely powerful, um, it's still, you know, it's not the same as running with a group of four people or more, you know, like you're still just one person. And they do have a lot of health, so I'm doing this all solo. And. The, as you're as you're playing and going through that when you finally do kill her that's awesome um and then you go to the other side the crypt side now the crypt side is where you meet nolan and nolan tells you about what the curse is like why people go insane and eventually their body rots but they're still alive so they're like living dead um but he believes he knows a way of curing people as long as they haven't progressed too far like once their body is rotten they've already gotten too far but he thinks he can he has notes on the curse that if you clear uh free him from the curse that he's bound to by killing the general that's in there he'll give you his notes so you go through and this place is just full of undead yakudans or not yakudans uh needed people because it's just all over the place they're everywhere uh, but there's also a lot of traps, like poison, all over the place to try to oh, prevent that, people from going those in. Those mechanics right there is fun. That's pretty cool. Yeah, like the poison you, mechanic. You literally have to you have to kill a boss, and then you have to dodge poison as it moves because if it if the poison hits you, it's an instant kill, um, which is interesting to say the least. Like you're trying to avoid it while pulling mobs and killing monsters at the same time. Um, when you get to her, now I died a lot on on this girl because again I was trying to figure out everything. I everything I do is solo, so I had to you know heal myself while shielding myself while doing the mechanics. And this second girl, um, she actually I have to think about it here for a second. What is she, what does she do? <laughs> uh, oh, I remember. She's the Nereid who is standing in the water. And what she does is she's fairly easy to an extent because what she'll do is she'll summon ads, which are not not too much of an issue. The big issue is she summons um, 
whirlpools that you have to keep you have to move to dry land when she starts summoning whirlpools or it sucks you under the water and you die instantly so it's what? an instant kill yeah okay so that's also a time thing because i don't remember that one and i know for that boss i stayed exactly in one spot <laughs> nope no when you actually hear her calling out saying the waters will drown you and you actually start getting snared and you have to move to dry land or else it sucks you under the water and you die that's cool um Another thing it does is she summons these essentially like little tidal waves that um, that if they hit you, they're a one shot. So you're dealing with ads. You're dealing with her. She does. You can't pull her anywhere, which kind of sucks. So you're like, all right, I'm just dealing with how I'm dealing with this because the entire time she's casting on you and she hits like a truck, right? Um, so you have to like block her attacks cause it's, it hit each attack of her is like 10 K. Okay. Um, which, you know, if you're a tank or whatever, maybe that's not a whole lot, but on a guy like me who only has nine, almost 20 K health, if I don't heal up or block the attack, I can only take two shots of that before I die. So, you know, there is, there's that, um, that took me a little while to figure out because I couldn't figure out how it was killing me you know i'm looking under the thing and it's like oh you got sucked under the water i'm like oh what what the hell you know i didn't even see anything other than i was snared right um so i had to figure out what that was and here after i saw it in a snare i moved to dry land that's when i realized oh i didn't die so every time i heard her say you know the water will suck you under or drown you or whatever her catchphrase is i would have to run to land and shield you know, and block and shield to, you know, withstand her attack while she's do you know, while the water will suck me under. When it's done, I can go back out and attack. Um it it's it's like I said, I love Shada's tier. Not just the aesthetic, but the mechanics in it were just so good. Um and this is actually where I found out my magic ability is just insanity. Uh Every day, and this is something I didn't know. This is why I've been on Shada's tier for so long. Um, every day it resets because it's a daily, and it does take you a while to go through it. Maybe not as long if you aren't reading everything like I do. Um, but so I was taking my time, and I would finish one side, and then I would leave. Well, that that didn't help me, you know, because <laughs> when I left, the next day it would be reset, and I'd have to clear the, the wing that I cleared the other night. So, like, I did both wings on two different nights, and then today I went back in thinking, okay, I'll do the boss in the temple. Nope, the water's still corrupted because you have to do both wings. Or do what I did. have Just do some rapids and heal <laughs> in the water. Yeah, yeah. Heal on, hit barrier and hit rapids and go. And go. <laughs> um, but, yeah, no, I, I did that. I finished it. I finished it today. But, you know, I went a lot faster this time because I'm like, all right, I've already... You know, I've taken my time on on this build, right? Like, uh, I've read everything. I just, I can run through. So what I did was I ran through the wing, the entire wing. And if anyone who's done this know that each trash pool that's in the wing has anywhere between 8 to 10 mobs in it. So I ran through the entire wing right before, the room right before the final boss, ran around a corner and waited for everything to come around. Because the things in this dungeon don't, don't, uh, don't leash, so they, they don't stop because it's instant. So they will follow you all the way till the end till you're dead. So I turn around and there's just this wave of enemies coming at me. 
Um, there had to be like 40 plus enemies coming at me and I uh, managed to kill all of them. <laughs> um, puncturing sweeps and uh, um, harnish magicka and ritual of retribution do amazing things. So um, I was able to do all that. And like I was pulling in a five man dungeon during trash mobs, which trash is trash. But I was doing like 75k plus sustained for for um, for trash. I'm doing 40, 45k plus for single target sustain, like the entire fight. So yeah, my magicka builds just nuts. <laughs> yeah, magicka is so overpowered compared to stam now. Um, like Home, that's why like, I went magicka because Homestead yeah. murdered stam other than PVP. Yeah, for PvE, well, that's the thing. For PvE, there's no reason to go Stam because once upon a time, you know, Stamina might have did more single target. It doesn't anymore. Magic can do just as much single target as... More. Or more, <laughs> or more, but it's, you know, just as much as Stamina, but you can't even touch Magicka on... on... Um, in AoE. Like... In AOE fights on my stamina, I was lucky to pull 30k, right? I'm pulling 75 plus on my Magicka in AOE fights. Also, like, if you're running a Destro staff, like, say, if someone's running a Destro, that one ability that basically gives you 800 recov, so you don't even have to manage your uh, resources as much running with that if one person's running that on a boss. Yeah, well, I'm a melee still because Templar is about one of the few people who can actually melee. Uh, in in uh, so in wait, so is that Destro's staff ability just range attacks for? I think so, but I honestly, I honestly only use one attack from Destro, and that's Wall of Elements for the Fire Dot. Okay, I don't know that ability. Uh, it's the second one. It's it's nothing special, but that's why I run it. I run it just for the Fire Dot. So essentially, I was talking about the one with the. Magicka steel. I think it's is it elemental ring, I think is the one I'm referring to. The one that you're that everyone's asking if someone's running it. Maybe that's for the boss. I can't remember either, but I know what you're talking about. I don't run that. <laughs> my my Destro staff bar is literally just a dot bar. So I put down um it it has each bar of course has uh mage light for the extra magicka, right? Um because you don't want to lose that. And then it also has um, my Destro bar has the Wall of Elements for that dot. So it puts down that dot. It puts down the Fighters Guild Trap Beast because of uh, you know the crit damage, the the crit buff, the the minor minor crit buff that you get from that. It's not overly great damage wise, but that you know um, that minor crit buff is really good. So I ro- drop that and I drop uh, Blazing Shards. Uh, then the only thing else that's on that bar is that's my shield bar, so I can put up my harness magica. So that's what I do there. So I do my harness magica, and then I'm you know I can go um, to my other bar. My melee bar is puncturing sweep, which is my heal because it does damage and heals. Uh, reflective light, which is the dawn's wrath dot ability. Uh, Ritual of retribution. Um, the beam, the beam execute because that's really powerful, and then mage light. That's that's my bar setup, um, and it it does really well. Like it does really well. 
because when you lay down the ritual of retribution, it also does major mending. Um, so it increase like puncturing sweep heals you based on the damage you do, but it's not a lot. Like unbuffed, it's like seven hundred health, so it's not much. But with major mending, with that extra thirty percent, it's like fifteen hundred or you know something along those lines, and it's and it heals you four times because you hit as long as you hit, obviously. Um, so you get essentially a thousand to fifteen hundred health back every time you you hit, because I think it's like thirty percent of the damage you do, but then it goes up to like sixty percent of the damage you do if uh, you have major mending, which you get from Ritual of Retribution. Um, and then that, of course, is also a dot. So between the dots you drop down from your Destro bar, the dot you the big dot from Ritual of Retribution, which gives you major mending, and then your um, puncturing sweeps. It's just insanely powerful, just nuts. Um, yeah, at least for like... at least for PVE. For PvP, I don't know how useful the whole thing would be because it's clearly set up for PV for PVE, but that's what I do most of the time. So, um, like after you're telling me about your damages and stuff, like I don't know what my buddy was using, but he was I know he was on a magic sork. Mm-hmm. And he was doing Maelstrom. He was on the one of the final, not the final boss, but the second to last boss, where there it's like all the fire arena, whatever, with yep. the lava all around it. Yep. I was watching a video of him doing that. He hit that boss for a hundred forty-one k crit, and I watched it six times wow. to make sure I got that number right. And <laughs> it was because it adds explanation point behind crits. You know, there yeah. were seven digits for sure. That's it was insane. 141, like 369, I think. And it was, I looked at that and I'm like, what? that's not even fair. Because, like, mm-hmm. can you imagine that in PvP? I, if I'm well, guessing he's probably like, oh, the vines, whatnot, no yeah. intent, whatever. Yeah. Hit and, someone with, like, that, it gets half. So it's at 70,000. And even if they get resistances, whatever, and hit someone for 50k at one hit, that person's going to probably quit the game. <laughs> I know, mm-hmm. I would turn on my xbox off like if i get hit for 50k as a tank nope (laughs) (laughs) nope i'm out yeah that would be a one shot for almost anybody so no i i agree uh i i it's clearly the build i'm running is pve like and i mean with ritual retribution it might be an okay support ish build but it's not a 1v1 build it's it's definitely not it's pve that's what it's designed for um but stamina was so hammered it's just like I, I couldn't do it. Um, but anyway. You tank. You are a tank. I, yeah, I do have my two-handed tank. My sex floor. No, he isn't. What? Why did you start this right now? He isn't a tank. Yeah, it's amazing. It's the best Wait, tank ever. Two-handed tank? Yeah, two-handed tank. Never it's mind. amazing. Not a tank. You just yeah. said you were a tank one time to me, so I thought you were. No, you no, lied. It's a two-handed tank. It's amazing. <laughs> It's the best thing I use ever. My tank's sword and board in 2H, so I, I do it too. <laughs> yeah. It, it's, it, when, you, uh, when you do Brawler and you like boost up your, with your uh, um, champion points with um, for anything with damage shields oh, and combine it with Sun Shield on a Templar, oh, it it's with nuts. Master Weapon? Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. Look, it's, I, not, I, it's not about not dying. Okay, tanking is not just about Wait, not dying. That, there is a dignity to it. <laughs> I think that's the first time I heard you say tanking's not about not dying. <laughs> not, well, I hope not. not. Just about dying. It's keeping your squishies alive. Tanking is not that you are not dying. If your party is dying but you are alive, that doesn't mean anything. 
All you have to do is turn the boss around and not die. I'm a tank. There too, you go. Turn the, the boss around, not die. <laughs> <laughs> um, um, I was having a conversation with someone. Like, I've tried being a DPS before, but um, I can't. don't have a good rotation for DPS-wise. To me, like, hit A, hit X, hit Y, hit B, hit A, A, A. I, to me, I don't like that. It's not my type of quote-unquote fun gameplay. Mm-hmm. But, like, Tanks, I was also asked this question, like, uh, tanks are, if you kind of have to have good uh, positioning skills and, like, resource sustain. Healers, it's, like, uh, resource sustain and, like, knowledge of where everyone kind of is. Like, this is more for, like, four-man dungeons and somewhat trials. And, like, DPS is, like, how good can you hit your buttons in, like, a perfect rotation? And keeping and, your dots up. Yeah, yeah. It's, a lot of DPS like, is not just a rotation, but it, in this game, it's dot management as well and buff management. So you're, Yeah, I'm kind of counting that in, like, rotation. Well, yeah, yeah. I mean, a lot of buff, a lot of, lot of way you get your buffs is via, um, is via that, you know, that rotation. But, yeah, you got to keep your buffs up, and then you also got to keep your dots up as well as you know resource management and spambles but yeah not everyone you know likes that kind of thing so yeah so like i will never play dps i've tried it's not fun to me well yeah honestly tank is not overly fun for me because i like to kill things faster i get bored being there for so long (laughs) um i have people on my friends list like you and we'll go do dsa and get it done in half an hour because i like i'm rocking like 4k weapon damage on my tank still and then they're like insane DPS. Yeah, so well, they go. It goes quick. Yeah, I, know I mean, you mean, any kind of group in a group event, it's not not that big of a deal, you know, um, because you have other people, you know, doing it with you. So, yeah, I don't know. You have you have that to know, yeah. keep you going. That's also I why I haven't beat mail that maelstrom yet. Is I'm not good with like DPS, and I tried doing on DPS, and I don't like being squishy. Like okay. when stuff one shots me, I got angry, very, very angry. <laughs> yeah, I, I I feel you there. I mean, I was I was getting pretty upset during some of what I was working on earlier, and and dying. It's like you got to be kidding me. <laughs> uh, every time I died, I was I was pretty upset. So trying to trying to figure that out. Um. But yeah, so Shada's tier, obviously then you go into Shada's tier and get the, uh, you defeat the final boss. Now she has a lot of mechanics. Like, um, again, I don't know if hers is health or timed. You may be able to tell me. But uh, she'll actually, as you're fighting her, she'll summon four smaller Nereids that shield her. So you actually have to, and power her up. So you have to damage them all down. Because if they power up too much, she's able to do a really big attack that does like 30k health. You know, it's insane. Um, and when she does this, you have to be out of the water or else you die. So there's these little platforms that you're jumping back and forth. She summons adds that all hit you for 10 to 15k a piece. So you have to um, interrupt them and then shield and hope that you shielded in time so you don't actually die. I really uh, want to go solo this place now. You should get do it solo, and it's um, it gives you a whole new appreciation because you're like, oh wow, you're not you're not skipping any mechanics 
because you have to do them all so <laughs> i do appreciate when that's kind of because you know the developer like spent a lot of time making those mechanics like making animations like stuff like that not quick yeah <laughs> or easy yeah definitely so i i encourage everyone to at least give shadas a solo attempt and see how it goes you know what I mean? Just give just give it an attempt and see if you can do it. Your ESO challenge. Your ESO challenge is to go do Shada's tier solo and see if you're able. So you might be able to, you might not. Good luck to you. It took me a while. Like, even with my build, it took me a while to do it. Because as you're learning the dungeon, uh, and then each boss, like every time I died, I opened up the, the puzzles. The <laughs> there are a couple puzzles that you're like, what? Um, yeah, especially to open the one door. I'm like, all right, the so first door. Yep. Yeah, that took look, me a while the first time. Look at the look at the walls and look at the towers and look at the. There's a book that gives you a riddle to try to help you, and you're like, read the book. Read the book. Definitely Actually read, read the, the book. Physically, read it. <laughs> yeah, you need to. Otherwise, you'll be there forever. So, um, yeah, shot is tier definitely. As of right now, that's probably my favorite thing to do in uh, Craglorn. It's been my favorite. It's been the most aesthetically pleasing. It's gorgeous inside. And, um, yeah, it, like mechanically-wise, the bosses at the end are really fun. So I definitely encourage people to either go in solo or maybe even a duo um, if you're not quite able to do it by yourself, if your DPS isn't quite high enough or whatever the case may be. um don't take a ton of people or, you know, if you, if you are pulling, if you're able to do like mall of Lorcage high end DPS, maybe you should do it solo. If you can't take in a buddy and you'll see the mechanics. So, uh, yeah, it, it's yeah, really, really good. Mechanics I didn't remember. I didn't know. Cause last time I did it with my friends, when it's, you can do it solo, like we can do Kratom in like 40 minutes, right? Yeah. On hard mode. And so I just didn't see it. Didn't know they were there. Oh, yeah, yeah. And and those, especially after the revamp, have been designed as a group event, but not, you know, not two or three people or whatever the case may be. But if you have two or three people who are already doing, like, you know, Cradle, like you said, in, like, 40 minutes, their DPS is already up there. You're going you're gonna to be able to, you know, cheese through a lot of the mechanics of the fights because you're just going to be able to kill it before it ever gets out there. So... I hope they actually, like, that one boss in Cradle of Shadows, uh, I can't remember what his name is, but he goes, like, had goes in, invulnerable for a while. I really think they should add more mechanics like that. Well, that that's what the final, do. that's what the final boss in Shadows Tear does. She, yeah, You cannot damage her until her little guys are killed. But it's and, timed. Yeah. Yeah. Well. I'm talking about, like, make it health-based, like his is, because then mm. you're forced to do mechanics, and that's to me makes the dungeon more interesting at least oh i agree i completely agree with you like like you said when i was telling you about these things you're like oh wow i didn't even know she did that stuff you know because if you're able to cheese through the fight then you're like oh what's you know i don't cheesing through fights that you don't know that were cheesable yeah you didn't know were cheesable (laughs) because you just you did really good damage i mean that's how that rolls um but yeah no so that uh, that's kind of my gameplay for this week. Obviously, I'm trying to get my sort to 50, so that way she can, um, so that way she can do stuff. Yeah, do crafting that stuff. Yeah, yeah. Um, but that's that's about it. So 
news. We're going to move right on into the ESO news. And Arknir, our Tamarelic news correspondent, has all that information. So there you go. Yes, I do. Now, we have a couple of, uh, well, a few quick dimensions that I'll go through quickly. Uh, First one is the Elder Scrolls Online version 2.7.9 patch notes. It's an incremental patch that fixes several issues surrounding the grouping tool, furnishing, and general gameplay. We are are also re-enabled champion points in Cyrodiil and made a few changes to AP gains. In addition, we have adjusted the time frame that the luxury furnisher Zanil Terran will be present based on feedback received. And this is a 730 megabyte patch for anyone wondering. Mm -hmm. So that's it. That's the patch Um, out of the way. I know one of the... I haven't hit this and I've done the dungeon a few times like before this patch came out. Did you guys ever get the, uh, the dungeon finder issue where it would join you in a group You'd port in, and then it would port you back out. (laughs) And you're just like, wait, what? (laughs) Yeah. I haven't had that happen since this patch, so it hasn't happened to me. I don't don't know if anyone else uh, has had any issues, but I haven't had any issues. It's, It's been... It's been good, so... Yeah, it's definitely cross-platform. That was a cross-platform thing, because that happened a lot. Mm Mm-hmm. So... So... All right. That'll work. So the other thing is about the North American mega server issues that I wasn't aware of, but apparently uh, this was this was two weeks ago too, by the way, because we didn't have a show. Remember, when we did not have yeah. a show last week. Uh, so this is this is uh, the incidents that were happening during the NoCP events in Cyrodiil. Yeah. So apparently, it was caused by uh, a D. Uh, constant DDoS attacks, that's distributed denial of service attacks. Um, and, well, that's about it. That's That was the uh, problem. Yeah, no, because I, I know a lot of people were like, wow, you guys, uh, you know, tried to do this Cyrodiil thing. Um, you know, trying to do a Cyrodiil thing, and it's worse now than it was before. Like, honestly, I was even, even I was getting kicked out of the game constantly. So... Yeah, it's... I mean, what? Hmm? <laughs> I said it's because you're on PC. Oh, no. <laughs> Just giving you... Uh, okay, I see what you did there. All right. Yeah. Whatever <laughs> makes you feel good about yourself, I guess. I uh, mean, apparently the NA Xbox service crashed twice, too, so uh, there's that. Yeah, the... Oh, crashed just as much. <laughs> yeah, they're... <laughs> I'm I'm a, I have uh, the Bethesda Twitter send me messages like whenever it whenever they tweet something it you know it doesn't just come up on my feed it literally sends me a notification on my phone and I'm always seeing Xbox service interruptions we're looking into it uh, <laughs> so you know whatever but that is what it is but that was that was kind of what the issue was surrounding surrounding um surrounding those issues during so, the CP events yeah. so. Kind of a shame. Kind of a shame. So. so the other thing is Thieves Guild anniversary event, which is from March 6th to March 20, which is, I believe, tomorrow. So uh, it's until Monday. Yep. So if you're but... if you're listening to this now, or if you're a podcast listener, it's probably already over. So yeah. keep that in mind. What it did. Also, when the. Hmm. Uh... 
tiger stops or saber tiger or whatever yeah that that also stops monday the saber tooth tiger and the saber tooth cub both yeah. uh go away on monday as well so what this uh anniversary event did was uh, practically double yield from killings and resource nodes motifs and stuff like that so it gave double moti uh double drops as well as they brought the T's Guild Collectors bundle back to the Crown Store. Yeah. So this would would have been a really good time to actually pick it up if you didn't. Because mm-hmm. what was it? Like even the bundle, which gave you a mount as well as a few other things. It was like 4000 originally and then like 2 k afterwards. Yep. Yeah. Yep. So it was a good time to pick up Thieves Guild if you did not have it. I mean, if you're listening to us live... Um, check that out. Now they seem to do this every year. Cause I think they said they like these, these holiday, you know, they do it on the anniversary of when the patch came out. So I don't know if they will continue like as we get more, um, because, you know, obviously they do it quarterly. So I don't know. Eventually are they going to just phase it out and go, yeah, we're, you know, kind of, kind of done. Um, oh, I didn't think of that. I yeah. guess it would depend on the sales. I mean, if it's, if people don't buy the previous DLCs without these uh, bundles at some point, they would continue. But if they figure out that they don't need to do the bundles at all, then they'd probably stop doing them. It's yeah, I'm sure they're going to look at the numbers and be like, yeah. okay, how many people are ESO Plus compared to would rather, you know, like trade off to buy DLCs? Like, I'm an ESO Plus member and I buy all the DLCs too. Oh, because, well, yeah. Well, I, I guess well, if you ever, you know, came off of it, then yeah, that would be helpful. But well, the original reason I started doing that was because of that reason. In case I decided to quit the game and I want to, or quit ESO Plus, maybe like money wise, college student, whatever. Yeah. And um, for a while, there's this glitch um with Rothgar when Rothgar first launched, or Imperial City. I mean, um, you would have ESO Plus, but not be able to access it. For some reason, was that on Xbox? Because I don't think that ever happened to me. <laughs> that definitely was on Xbox. Okay, because sure. yeah, it never happened to me, and I don't, I don't I was, own that DLC. I'm always a sub. Yeah, um, there's, it made me angry. Oh, I, and yeah. so then I ended up just buying everything. I think it was with the Imperial Imperial City was the first DLC, right? Yes, that was the uh, that was the first yeah. DLC that came out. Well, obviously, first DLC that came out Paid. when it was DLC, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, the first one when they switched to their buy-to-play model, so. Okay. I guess it makes... I was all considering that as well, because I do spend a lot of crowns, but that was before I realized how much they were actually spend, you know, putting out in Crown Store of things that I, I like, like cosmetic things. So I'm like, well, I'm definitely not going to, you know, spend my my money um on dlc when i'm always subbed because i often buy all the, the cosmetic stuff that i like so yeah and you can't get rid of that crafting bag now yeah no it. the craft i don't know what i do without that crafting bag i tell you what i love that crafting bag and i and i actually well you know everyone who knows me i prefer subs so when i play an mmo that's what i do I plan for the sub and that's how I play anyway. So it's not really, it's not really a big deal to me because I always budget when I play an MMO. I don't budget for a free to play or a buy to play MMO. Cause that's not how I was. I was always, <laughs> um, 
subs, so I always did everything by sub base. So if I'm, if I'm playing I'm a game, I'm subbed. I'm imagining Jellos in his checkbook. Okay, MMOs I gotta do well. Got to do ESO. Got to do like in his actual budget and explaining to his wife, like, "Yep, th- you this are what not wrong, happen. sir." That's the sad part. <laughs> <laughs> I can show you my little spreadsheet for a uh, household budget, and you will see those lines in there. <laughs> I have the same thing. I use Mint. Yeah, uh, yeah, for mine, and yeah, same yeah. thing. Yep, I have those line items. It, it is <laughs> remarkably true what your statement was. So yes. Um, but you know, like, obviously we, we talked about this before. This is, this is my hobby. I, I don't, I don't go out to the bar every, every weekend or anything like that. I mean, I went out this weekend because it was St. Patty's day, but, um, I don't go out to the bar every weekend you know, I'm not, uh, I'm not part of a golf club or anything like that. I mean, I have a gym at home, so, <laughs> you know, this is, this is what I do for entertainment, which is play games. I mean, I don't even have a, a, a cable subscription to be honest i have netflix you know whatever the case may be yeah it's the exact same thing for me here i I game and netflix that's it yeah and those that's my entertainment budget so i don't mind the sub it's not a big deal to me you know i embarked that on there i my goodness i spent more at the bar last night and i didn't even have that much and then i came home and drank more you know in one night than what i paid all month in subs so it's like uh, (laughs) you know my goodness drink alone when i was there was like six to seven bucks for one drink and i had more than one obviously so yeah that, that's a that's definitely a thing all right arc so the other thing is the eso home decoration decoration contest mm-hmm. now this is until friday you can uh, enter until march 31 so that's the last friday of march and you can enter by submitting a screenshot of your home that embraces one of the categories that uh, you know they published. Yep. So first one is Fight Club, which is, um, I'll just read this. Fight Club, build your own private arena for dueling against your friends or enemies. That's one category. Yeah. Hoarders of Tamriel, we won't judge you for your excessive love of round edible objects. <laughs> Sweet rolls everywhere. That's yeah. what I'm thinking. Sweet rolls everywhere. Or cheese. Or cheese wheels. Oh, the cheese wheels. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> Determined to break the physics. Yeah. So third one is house party. You are the life of the party, and your home is where all your friends want to hang out. And the last one is fantastical constructs. We dare you to create something creative using furnishing items. Let your imagination run wild. Uh, so you can submit screenshots for, I guess, all of the categories if you want to. If you wanted to, yeah. Well, I mean, uh, I saw the person who did the um, the, the plane. Like, oh, you said, I saw that a while ago. Like, yeah. he made a biplane yep. out of his stuff. That was cool. Yeah, I the... think um, you've probably seen, I think Isari um, tagged you to the dragon. Yeah, no, I that saw was the me. dragon. It was, <laughs> yeah, somebody told me. Uh, that's I, I believe that's awkward on Twitter. Yep, um, yep. I think you right. Yeah, yep. I hate Dragon you guys. On the <laughs> yep, I hate yeah. That's fine. Um, uh, I think I said here dragons confirmed or something. Yeah, like yeah. Lines. <laughs> did. I hate you. So. Just know that. 
Um, so I'll just go over the uh, prizes as well. Four grand prize winners. Yep. Because this is actually very good. Uh, to the first place, they give uh, your own private Nedic ruins in Tamriel. So that's the Earth Tier Cavern yep. uh, on Kranzor. Uh, one copy of Elder Scrolls Online Morrowind Digital Collector's Edition. 6,000 crowns to spend on in the ESO crown store. One Elder Scrolls Online lithograph signed by the development team. And one Elder Scrolls Online shirt. Now these are the four grand prize winners. And for the four runner-ups, they'll give 3,000 crowns to spend in the ESO crown store. One Elder Scrolls Online mini poster and one Elder Scrolls Online t-shirt. Those are, those are fairly good prizes. I like them. That's, I, I mean, that's, uh, if you put these into value, I believe they are over a over hundred bucks, I think. Yeah. What no. did the uh, game more when it was collector's edition? Was that, the, you said digital more? It's just the digital. Oh, no, that was, so. it's the digital one. Yeah. Just yeah. items? Oh, okay. I was thinking it was actual, like, game part too. No, no, they get they get the game, but it's just they don't get the box. It's not the physical collector's edition box. It's the oh, okay, so it is the digital like the game too. Yeah, yeah, it's all the digital goods. You're just not getting the, the like the statue and the box and stuff, uh, which does remind me, uh, uh, we are doing a Patreon giveaway as well. So for all of our Patreon supporters, we're giving away a physical copy of the collector's edition of Marwind, and that winner will be selected in May from our current supporters as a thank you for all of you guys who support us and are amazing. So thank you. <laughs> uh, just want to show that out there because we're getting close to it. I can't, what is it, next month? May 1st. May 1st, yeah. So, yeah. Getting there. A little over a month. A little over a month. So anyone who is supporting us over at uh, patreon.com slash Network is automatically entered for that uh, competition. So, yes. All right. Um, um, where were we at? Where were we at? Where were we at? Yeah, the thing is about this uh, contest is that you can, again, can't join this worldwide. There is a list of countries and stuff like that for eligibility or whatever yeah so you you have to check that out before you um participate in this contest Hmm. i know this because i can't oh (laughs) yeah that's really yeah the winners will be announced in april by the way so there's that that was the contest i I think what that means is you gotta have someone you know who's like in America, win it and then just ship you everything. <laughs> ship you everything. Yeah, could you just submit this under me? Um, I don't know. There, there could be legal reasons for that. I know. Uh, probably, yeah. I know it's probably not even just that, but um, I bet you New York State can't enter. I oh, might be yeah, wrong, but things. yeah, they're no. they're really weird about that. Uh, I don't know. Um, exactly if they're on there but you may want to look there's certain uh even in the u.s there's certain states with their own state laws that yeah, while this um, is just a contest they they don't like these they look at it as a type of gambling for whatever reason and uh you may want to definitely check the rules that way you're not you know win, submit something awesome and then you know win and then they go nope sorry you're from somewhere where we can't actually uh yeah actually uh, i had to read a lot of those laws um so you know how I made a website for ESO for a, quite a while? Yep. Well, after I took down ESO Endgame and then I joined you guys, I was looking at making a website for Overwatch. 
and I was trying to make like a tournament based website where people would pay like buy coins, whatever, and then they'd submit the coins and then to enter the tournament and then I would give a, a prize after at the end of it. And I ended up not doing it because of literally legal reasons. I could have made the website, could have had everything running, streamed it, everything would have been fine. But I didn't want to like do something dumb and end up going to jail because for that but <laughs> yeah oh there's actually there's i mean obviously if you listen to some of our other podcasts uh that talk more about uh, mmos in general uh there's been a few incidents where um what was it over it was it wasn't league of legends gambling sites or something like that got hit really hard um legally yeah so it, that's definitely anytime you do any type of betting or gambling of any type you it's it's like, a slippy slippy slope for that it's definitely kind of like random um i was trying to make it sh- to pr- i would almost have to prove that doing a game was skill yeah and i just didn't want to get into it but yeah yeah there, that's you, a thing you yeah there's a lot of a lot of legality that goes into any type of those sites and yeah you gotta be gotta be careful gotta cover your butt um all right so there's one last quick to mention, and that is they are giving away a Doomwolf mount key for anyone who buys the what? Which what was it? It's the Dark yeah. Brotherhood expansion in TES Legends. So kind of kind of like how if you've ever played Hearthstone, they come out with like these pack seasons or whatever, where mm-hmm. it's this whole different set of cards. Well, they have a Dark Brotherhood pack coming out for when the game finally comes out. So if you buy that. You get a digital code for the Doom Wolf uh, in ESO. Uh, so one thing: the code will only work on PC, Mac. So there's that. Yeah. So keep that in mind. So definitely got to read those fine print. But uh, if you buy, isn't, hmm? isn't that game actually being released now as a like not in beta anymore? Oh yeah, yeah. I'm no, that officially that. releases. I think this month. Um, and they actually have a whole release schedule for uh, Android, uh, iPhone, tablets, all that fun yeah. stuff. But it releases on PC. If it hasn't already released, if I remember correctly, it is releasing this month. Um, cat's freaking out over there. Just and- to clarify, by the way, uh, the Doomwolf mount will be available as a part of pre-order of upcoming campaign, The Fall of the Dark Brotherhood for Elder Scrolls card game. So it's a right. pre-order thing, not the purchase of the campaign itself, but to the pre-order bonus. There you go. But if you're playing, if you're playing both games and you by chance, you know, missed uh, the Doom Wolf um, when it was available, you can now get it without, you know, falling into the Crown Crate crap. So this might be your way of actually picking that up if it's something that you're interested in um and actually i don't think it's all that the what how much is the expansion like 20 bucks for that it's not it's not overly uh, it's like 1999 i think post, us it does say 20 bucks yeah. 20 bucks so that's actually not much different than what it would have cost in crowns so and if you're already gonna play wolf mount. <laughs> just for the wolf mount yeah um but you're getting you're getting you know the if you play legends there you go. You know, you'll you get two things. So I like that they're doing things like this of cross gaming because mm-hmm. I want to play uh, Elder Scrolls Legends. I really only like to play those type of card games on my phone. To me, those are like I'm, I'm in between class. I got ten minutes. Yeah, I need away from my next class. 
honestly that's what i'm waiting for too phone i played it on pc like during the beta and everything like that and it's really good i really enjoy it but yes i'm a i like to play it on my phone like i have hearthstone i never play hearthstone on my pc i play it on my phone you know while i'm whatever you know at work at lunch or whatever the case may be like 90 percent of hearthstone's base play on their phone yeah i have money on that oh i'm sure it it runs well and i mean it's that's what i would do i mean that's how i play hearthstone it's the only way i will play it and uh so yeah whenever whenever it comes out on um on phone i like iphone or mobile i'm all over that absolutely that'd be really cool if they do more things like this and I'm, I'm not gonna say intertwine the games but almost intertwining them with cosmetic reasons for both sides or like if you buy for instance say the expansion morrowind whatever that you might get like a couple cards or whatever like a card pack right that will apply to your elder scrolls legends like that stuff i like yeah or by doing stuff in elder scrolls legends you could um give you a temper <laughs> <laughs> when a well, match get a temp I, I I was gonna say you know like yeah it would uh you, you know you could get stuff in game like cosmetics in game for doing I mean even even uh, uh WoW did that with um with uh, Hearthstone you won three matches you got yourself a, a oh yeah a that's mount, right you know just as a cross promotion of hey play this game and we'll get you something in in World of Warcraft it was it was cool I mean Blizzard's it, very good at doing that yeah. Um, I think every it, game just switches costumes and stuff in between. Like Heroes of the Storm to uh, Wow, Wow to Diablo, Diablo to Heroes of the Storm again, and stuff like that. They keep pushing yeah. uh, cosmetics between the games. Well, yeah, no, they Blizzard has this nice little incestuous relationship, if you will, uh, between between their their own. They do a lot of cross promotion between mm-hmm. their two stuff, which is really cool because then they, you know, they get people in. Like I wasn't really even all that interested in Hearthstone until like, hey, I can get a WoW mount for this. That's awesome. I'm gonna do that. And then I now I play Hearthstone. <laughs> uh, yeah. So yeah, I mean that's I, I I'm really excited for cross promotion. <laughs> so, um, Arc. Yeah, that was it for the quick dimensions. So uh, we are going to our next, uh, the only news, which is a kind of long topic. And that's the information from PAX, PAX East about the feature of PvP champion points and some other things. Now, how do you want me to... We're just going to hit up the bullet points. That's literally all we're going to... We'll hit up every bullet point from what we learned from uh, the guys over at PAX East. So when people who attended PAX East, uh, someone on Reddit, they were awesome. They went together and they wrote down everything that they they found out about from PAX East and put it in a nice little bullet-pointed list. So we'll just go down that list. All right, so uh, starting with the first one. No new weapon skills anytime soon. Players keep bringing up spears and fist weapons, but devs don't think they would bring anything new to the table. Hmm. Um, I don't. I kind of see spears in. We haven't seen spears since Morrowind. Morrowind had spears. Mm. Yeah, Morrowind was actually one of the few games that had spears. After that, they disappear from 
you know, every game from every game. <laughs> yeah. I Except mean, that, for like the Templar were... spear, technically the ability. Oh, when yeah. when people ask about spears, yeah, once upon a time, that's what that that was a dev response to them. They're like, oh, we don't have any <laughs> weapon skill spears, but if you're a Templar, you got a spear. You know, our, it's like it's not really what we wanted, but all right. If if Morrowind had the spears, then if they ever considered, you know, if they ever were going to bring spears into the game, I guess the Morrowind expansion would be the way to do it. And if they are not doing it with it, I don't think we'll ever see spears. And I don't I really care. I mean, I'm. It's not a big deal for me. If they do, it wouldn't be with Morrowind expansion. It'd probably be next year's expansion. Well, that'd be a whole new system, right? I, I think okay. he's referring mostly to the fact that with Morrowind, because it was available in the Morrowind yeah. game, it just it fits yeah. like, hey, by the way, you know, oh, the, the really I punch see. home that Full nostalgia, rise. you know. Gotcha. Yeah, remember you could play with Spears and Morrowind? Now you can do it in the expansion mm-hmm. too, but yeah, that's that's not happening. Yeah, I never played Morrowind. So, oh. same here. Yeah. I, don't I think we just gave Agelos a heart attack. <laughs> yeah, he, he he died. The I really like the Blaine. He keeps the entry point. Uh, and... Romdi and Chad actually had a really cool idea: housing items for uh, Legends achievements in in game. That would be Ooh. pretty cool. Something yeah. that would be yeah. neat. You do something in TES Legends and uh, earning achievements in that game may reward you with stuff in ESO. And hey, cross promotion stuff. May you know people who pick up TES Legends and go, oh, I've never done anything else, but hey, I got I got this thing in ESO. Well, I you know some people will be like, yeah, I don't care, I'll play ESO. Other people will be like, huh, well, I've never really thought about ESO. Maybe I'll go buy it, and you know that's that's where this cross promotion stuff really shines. You know. All right, you can move on to the next one. I think. Yep, and that's they are really considering no champion points for battlegrounds. That's hmm. the quote. Like uh, this is this is not uh, definite. Uh, yeah. It just says they are really considering it. So uh, I guess we'll see. Yeah, I'm reading that too with the no CP. Um, actually, I'll let you, you go ahead and then I'll talk about it. No, no. If you have something you want to say, I, about it, yeah, yeah. it's going to be with the next two points. Oh yeah, they are connected. I'll just read through the. Uh, Next to about point as well. Then, okay. After the positive feedback from the non-champion point from the double AP event, they are considering expanding the no CP servers for zero deal. Possible switch to one CP server and the rest uh, no CP. However, they are still playing with ideas, so please don't riot. <laughs> um, the next one is the champion point changes that we saw leaked are not final and are still very much being looked at. However, expect some sort of changes to come. Alright, so I guess it was, like, I, like I said, after the no CP week, I prefer no CP. But if they, oh, yeah. like, Hatteras right now is a CP campaign, and it it is still full to the brim. Like, to get on for us, it's like, I'm on DC, and it's a three 400 Q sometimes. Like, on a low side, it's probably 100. And if you're going, like, at 5 a.m., you're still going to be in a queue for at least 50. Huh. Yeah, so, like, it's a long queue. Azura Star, which is the one I was in, is still pretty empty. Like, we don't even have one bar of anybody in. Hmm. That's why we were able to take keeps with three people and whatnot when nobody nobody was on. Right. Or not no one was on, but 
there would be only like 10 or 12 people trying to go against us and we'd just go wipe them and then have to go on back and we'll beat on the door a little bit. I mean, if it wasn't for the non-champion point campaign in Azure Star, I probably wouldn't have gotten into PvP. I really favor the no CP way of doing things, so... I don't know. Uh, I would yeah. love this change. I think people are going to get angry, though. Like you said before, people have spent a lot of time earning that those that CP. Yep. Yeah. Uh, and the, like I spent a lot of time in the game too, but it's about games about choices. Be able to choose whatever the heck you want, whatever. Mm-hmm. Right. Um. But if they do no CP as the main one, we only have one campaign with no CP, and it's not dead. But compared to Hatteras, it's dead. You know, like, right. it, you don't have a queue. Mm-hmm. Right. Okay. Well, I, I don't know how I feel about it yet. Like like you said, I, it might not affect me that much because I don't PvP all that often. So maybe it doesn't affect me. But I know I'd be pretty upset if uh, I got no CP, like, period. Like, if they removed all CP in the game, I'd be pissed. Um, but, I guess. You know, like, those images that you said, that this just said that were leaked, that they're still being looked at? Yep. Like, um, I'm just kind of looking, because after the no CP, which I'm guessing they've got to figure, like, oh, people having a ton of recov, spamming abilities continuously, duh, servers are laggy. Like, figured that one out. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> um, but changing that in PvP, because of PvP, is going to really affect PvE again. Like, uh not like remember this is all subject to change yep warlord and was it magician for magic magician reduce no no uh, it's cost. uh moon calf and magician warlord is being changed too oh reduced that... cost ones oh oh they're redu- they're removing those yeah they're actually so that image i i think i sent you a link a while back yeah you um, did they're changing uh that's so a one I can't remember the tumbling is not dodge roll and break free. Tumbling is just going to be dodge roll, and then warlord is going to be break free. And they're doing mm. something similar with um, but magician, where it's going to be I think the the soul sight is siphoning. I could be wrong, but I know for sure that that was one of the things they're looking at is completely get rid of the reduced cost stuff. So your abilities instead of costing two k are going to cost four k again. Goodbye, Solo. Uh, sh- shot us tear. <laughs> yeah, right. Well, uh, I mean, it it's gonna hurt me as a Nord because I don't have, and as a Templar, obviously, because I don't have any way of regaining, you know, regaining anything really. Yeah. Um, and I know that was kind of you know, if you're not a Red Guard, stamina's gone. You know, um, I'm an Orc, so like. I use all mine through tenacity, like is how I and being a tank, I can get away with it. Right, right. But yeah. you, heavy attacking is not the way for good DPS in this game. Uh, if you're a DPS, it's light attack weaving is what you do. So you're not use tenacity doesn't really affect you in that regard. So I think that's going to change a, a dynamic of the game, especially with that reduced cost stuff. Man, that's that's really going to hurt. Yeah, like. Uh... I definitely saw a picture of Warlord saying uh, reduce break free, and I was like, ooh. 
Well, yeah. my CP's changing. I can tell you that much. <laughs> um, but, but yeah, if, if they don't... Change still. It, it is subject to change. So take that, you know, with a grain... However you want to do it with a grain of salt. But with them reducing the... If they do reduce the, co- you know, the cost of... Um, oh, wow. Player Ghost on Ebonheart Pack has been crowned Empire Emperor. So there you go. Nice. Congratulations to whoever Ghost is if you listen to the show. There you go. Just so just happened a bunch to be, of messages. Yeah, you just been happened to be uh be crowned emperor. Um Yeah, wow, cool. Um but yeah, reducing the regain by ten percent and then also doing the reduced spell or the cost yeah. that is gonna hurt. That is gonna hurt a lot. <clears throat> so I don't know. Uh, we'll have to see how it plays, but I know as a DPS, that is going to hurt me a lot. Oh Yeah, lot. I know I have to uh, finish Vet ma- <laughs> like vet Maelstrom before that happens, so I'm never going to finish it. Yeah, right? <laughs> yeah. And they'd, they'd have to adjust everything for on on that change, though. They, I Yeah, I can't imagine that would just be a simple change, because if you left everything as it is, the current a lot meta of for... Content will be undoable if they make that change yeah oh well, the meta would change and like gossamer like i was i sent it to galaskner and we i sent him a link of of outcast actually of uh the new warden skill abilities yeah and i was like talking to him about it but gossamer uh would be a kind of almost a required set on any magicka character just for that extra 300 recov of well, it's 300 recoup for both magic and stam, by the way, right. for the 50s. Mm. But, Probably. But yeah, the meta will... I mean, the meta obviously, would... obviously, be they change that huge. Yeah. Effect. I mean, that's that's a big effect for anyone who's, you know, who does any... Well, you know, affecting sustain. Maybe, maybe it will positively affect PvP, but PvP is also a lot shorter. You're not doing a fight that lasts, you know five minutes or longer you know (laughs) yeah it's it's more quick paced um yeah most raid bosses take a little while and you'll be out of resources in no time at this rate so yeah and like a vet mode mob lorkash that's gonna suck yeah (laughs) right or vet hard definitely have to nerf some dungeons and stuff if they do make that cp change i i don't know yeah like there's there's some serious issues that if they, yeah, like you said, if they're going to make that, that change, it's they're either going to have to reduce skills on um, certain skills, the cost of skills, or try to make up for it in that regard. I don't know. It is possible to maybe introduce some new sets that would be viable for PvE and affect the you know resources generation and stuff like that and won't be viable for PvP. Somehow, I don't know how, but you know, somehow oh, maybe they, they don't come in an impan for one thing. With, if they really wanted to do it, do it just like with the battle spirit. If not change, just add one thing like battle spirit saying your recov is reduced by fifty percent. Also, along mm-hmm. with all your healing and whatnot, that would be yeah, an easy, makes... easy compromise fix. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense actually. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Right. All right. Let's uh, continue on, Ark. 
Okay, so this is the four, fifth. I don't know. Uh, overall, they saw positive da data from the AAP weekend server ping. Uh, the ping on the side of the official servers, not necessarily client side stuff. It was thesis. Uh, the server ping went down after Homestead, still with spikes here and there as with before. But considering the increase in player count, it was overall a successful test. The data is still being looked over since the dev team had to prepare for packs right after the event, so don't expect concrete analysis just yet. Right. So there's that. Yeah. Summer event coming, no information yet. Yep. So they're going to do some sort of summer event, just sort of like how we you know, had our new life and everything like that. So if you like those in-game holidays, there will be one coming for summer. Um. Cues for battlegrounds. Party cues for battlegrounds. Parties will be grouped against parties first. Wait. Parties will be grouped against parties first, since ninety percent of them are premates, and they want to avoid the issues of premates going up against pugs, if at all possible. All right, that's that's just a that. simple. Essentially, they're saying if you're in a group, you're going to be yeah. you fast. Not necessarily queue fast. What they're saying is a solo. Uh, all the people who queue solo will go in against. Uh, they'll match you with solo players. You mm. will wait in a queue if you're part of a group because they go, okay, you're probably a pre-made of some type. So the only way we're gonna match you is with other grouped players. Yep. So, like, let's say, let's say you're in a group of four people and you queue up. Uh, you have. Uh, eight other friends who queue up solo, you will not be together because they will not match you together. Even though there's 12 people, they'll get matched against four other people who got solo and you'll get matched against other groups of four. I guess that makes sense. Oh, it because... makes complete sense because they don't want you to sign in and get, you know, <laughs> get jump in or... <laughs> and get wrecked because you're, you, you're in a group that, you know, they're just everyone just randomly queued. And the other people joined are like on TeamSpeak or Discord or whatever, and they're you know, uh, you know, well-developed team. <coughs> We've seen that happen in other games with battlegrounds. Like you'll be, you join in and you just know like your team's all in there and they're doing their thing. Your random group, but this other group like they got people defending. Like you, you attack one person, one person's there, they'll hold it, and all of a sudden the entire team comes and wipes you. It's like because you know they're communicating better than your group of, you know, four other solo players, essentially. So, no, it, it's a good thing. So by, by grouping, you will actually make your timer last longer, in theory, because you're only going to be grouped against other, you know, you will not queue, you know, there's a group of eight random people who's like, hey, here we go, we're randoms, they're, you know, the queuer put them together, and you're in a group of four, they're not going to put you in that group even though they only need four players to actually start the game, they'll wait for four solo players before they put a group of in. Yeah. In chat, uh, Zarix says, I wonder if you had a group of 12 friends. If you all queued in three groups of four, what are the chances um, you'd get queued together? Uh, I know. Pretty slim. <laughs> depends on, on uh, how the queuing goes or what time of day you do it. I know in other games that uh, Final Fantasy XIV, for instance, they have 24-man raids, but it, it, it's you can't queue up in a pre-made group. The only way to get into these raids is by doing their duty finder. 
you can't make a group of 24 players. You can make a full party of eight. So if you have like a guild and you want to, you know, go in all three teams together, that's what they would have to do. They'd all have to queue together at the exact same time and hope that the data or the, the group finder tries to throw you together. It all depends on how, uh, on on the time of day, if how many people are still waiting for you, all that kind of stuff. So you know, also that. like look at this too. Like how many times have you queued up for a dungeon? Like I've queued up for a random dungeon a ton of times, right? And I've only once ever got someone I actually knew in the game with me. Like and that was just for a four man dungeon. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like you're trying to say you want three groups of 12 all to get the same thing not three groups of 12 three groups of four someone in chat was just saying what happens with a group of three people well you know they'll probably grab a solo player for you but you're not going to get thrown into a solo group so what they'll do is they'll put together the 11 players and then grab a random uh solo person to fill out the group you'll never get put into a, a a a team where the other four or the other two teams of four players were re- like solo queue people, like it created two groups of solo queuers, and your group of three people. No, they'll wait until they have a group of, uh, um, you know, eleven, and then pick a random solo person to throw into your team. You ever played Overwatch? Probably a lot like that. Like it has uh, a setting like for Overwatch, it's six versus six. So you'd have, first it goes for groups of six, then it's like, okay, no groups of six, we try doing a 5-1, and then, okay, we can't find 5-1, then we go 4-2, like, it does that order. Um, yep. Of, And it's also, like, if you'd read the next point, I remember. Uh, yeah, um, there will be no separate queues for different level players in Battlegrounds, as so as to not fragment the player base. Yep. They are working on a system to matchmake similarly leveled players first, but there will be some sort of level scaling system in place. So well, it I'm, be like that. Yeah, I mean the whole game is that way, so mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't I don't foresee that being any different. So yeah. Now the only thing that's really gonna affect you is is your level ten going in like my character right here? Like where I'm level forty three and I have a full skill bar, but I have no passives. You know, it even with the battle leveling because I don't have passives, I'm I'm gonna get hit. You know, you, yeah. you gotta take that into account with the solo people. So two new game modes coming before the end of the year for Battlegrounds. Okay, well, I mean we don't uh, we know a couple of the game modes that they are planning on doing. So but we're gonna they're... have five game modes by the end of the year. Then so we're gonna have what team deathmatch, domination, and capture the flag right at launch, plus those two other random ones that we don't know. I guess so. That's what it sounds like. Cool. <laughs> yeah. I like that. And again, I just want to I want to put this out here. This came from PAX East, the subject to change, and this is also coming from a person who attended, so take it with a grain of salt because while, um, you know, maybe they, this, they may have misunderstood as well. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? You always got to take – there's the human error to take into effect. From what we know, this is accurate within the best knowledge we can get. So just, you know, think about that. <laughs> They're looking at adding some incentive to explore some dead areas in PvP zones. Probably not bosses, but something similar, simpler like rich resource nodes or something similar. This is mainly being considered for the Imperial City, but Cyrodiil is also being looked at as well. 
Okay. Like, which zones are dead in IC? Uh, I was thinking about that, yeah, I'm not sure. I don't... I always IC much, but... I'm always running, like, if I'm in IC up top, I'm always running around trying to, like, Capture make sure all the flags nodes, are blue. Yeah. 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 Like, those flags really help with that. Yeah. Maybe... I see when I first read it too, I didn't read the whole it's being considered for IC. What does that matter? Um maybe there's parts in the tunnels that are not hit that often. You know, like everyone takes a one path kind of deal. Um but again, when I first read it, I'm like, Oh, that'd be pretty good. You might see people out in, you know, like right now I'm in the rift. If you're watching the stream right now, I'm in the rift, just doing quest in this area and uh up around uh, Gurman's Hall, you know, that whole area next to where, if you played Skyrim, the, you know, the thousand steps, um, it was kind of dead. There's like nobody over there doing anything because there's only like one quest hub and anyone who's finished the quest isn't coming back there. So it's kind of quiet. Now I'm walking around, you know, another area closer to Riften and I see people running out and about and doing different things. People tend to hit world bosses and dolmens because of the rewards, but other areas such as quest things aren't as often explored because why would you go back once you've cleared the quest? So by going, hey, we're gonna put a um, <clears throat> higher instant or higher resource nodes in this area, maybe I'll show up. You know, you'd probably just have a bunch of farmers there. <laughs> be well, that, that's true, but at least I mean, there's. There's okay. people there to help, like, oh, I pulled a world boss, or I'm doing, oh, yeah, I'll help you quest at that point. Right now, I'm I'm by a world boss that apparently was taken down, but while doing quests doesn't necessarily mean there's anyone going to be there. So if I hit a part, um, obviously when I was doing Craglorn, if I got stuck, I just had to, you know, grip my teeth and keep going through it because no one else was, you know, going to come help me, right? Like, I'm kind of on my own here. So, I don't know, just a, a thought. Alright. Uh, the Imperialist Anniversary and current Thieves Guild Anniversary events were our big successes, so the Anniversary events will most likely continue with other types of events possible in the future. Excellent. Well, uh, I, I mean, like my, my only thought with this was, yeah, they're going to continue in the future, but what happens when they start getting uh, more DLC coming out? You know, are they're not going to run two holiday events at one time, are they? Like, will they run IC because it's the, you know, the five-year anniversary of IC, but it's also the two-year anniversary of, you know, X, right? Like, that might they, be something they do. They have uh, run them at the same time? I don't know, maybe. So, uh, run them, well, maybe at the same time, but, like, you'll do an anniversary event after one year, and then maybe not do it again now for three years so it'll be like a leg behind uh you know what i mean so they'll kind of split up maybe yeah i don't know it's just something that's interesting i mean it's obviously popular because people who who don't have it may buy it at that point people people populate those zones a lot when there's double resource nodes farmers are out people out trying to kill world bosses like hughes bane like that week was nuts like there were people at every world boss trying to do these things i well it's still going on right now and i refuse to go in Hughesbane because there's so many people <laughs> i want to be go be anti-social i'll go on riven spire <laughs> <laughs> 
Well, yeah, that's where those other resource nodes would actually probably help you at that point, you know, because, because, yeah. uh, you know, <laughs> there's low people in Rivenspire. Let's add double nodes to Rivenspire then, you know? <laughs> so, um, teams and maps for battlegrounds will be randomly selected upon being placed into a game. And by teams, it's the orange, green, purple thing. Yeah. That makes so, sense. I guess that, that I, makes sense. At first, when I read their post and someone had it clarified to me, it almost sounded like they were forcing you to be in red, green, or blue, or red, green, or not purple, purple. green, and orange instead, and then just kind of like how WoW used to be, where you'd uh, first you had picked Hoarder, uh, you'd pick either Hoarder Alliance, and then after you got to a certain DLC, you would pick another like alliance, sub alliance. I thought that's what they were kind of doing, and I was like, well, oh, but that's just how they worded it personally to mean that to be clarified. And if if we did choose, if you were to choose the color, it would significantly increase the um, queue times. So I guess being yeah. random is good. They are looking into. Wait, I skipped one. With the addition of future game modes to Battleground, separate queues will be available for different game modes. Obviously. Yeah, it makes sense. I mean, that, mm-hmm. yeah, it is what it is. Cool. I think there might be certain sets. Uh, I know they said it's only AP right now is what the currency is, but they yeah. could change their mind. Do you think they might do, like, say if you were put on... Oh, that's a typo. Said red, green, purple instead of orange. That's why I kept saying red. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> um. Uh, do you think they might end up putting like, oh, you might need a uh, whatever the green token is or whatever in order to get a set, and then you can spend AP to go buy that box or whatever. I can uh, see well, something like that happening. I don't know. Uh, maybe. <laughs> um, Looking yeah. at wow. Yeah, I know they're kind of doing a, like they're not doing any token. They didn't they even when they were talking about uh, ag, ag you cut off. Oh, okay. Yeah. Can you still hear me? Uh yeah. Yeah. Okay. It just went dark there. That's cuz I that's cuz I muted while I was fighting ah, okay. this big thing, so um everyone who listens to the podcast it'll sound fine though because they record auto, you know, directly. <laughs> um no, they, they. I don't think they're going to add anything because even when they were doing interviews about it and uh, even during our, our Morrowind interview that we had here, um, Nate had asked whether or not they considered adding other, other, currency. other currency. And they're like, yeah, we didn't really want any currency bloat. So, um, yeah. Well, if they didn't want that, why'd they add a whole, like, I'm on Xbox, so we have this base vanilla screen. They actually, above supplies, added a whole currency page. Yeah. Yeah, no, they, they, I mean, we have that too for currency because okay. there is a couple. There's gold, there's the AP, there's uh, Telvar Red stones. Um, uh, yeah, Red, that's okay. about it. And then RIT vouchers, yeah. Oh, yeah. So, I mean, they have it, and but they, I, they're trying to keep it down, I guess. I don't know. But It's good and, to have a separate page just in case they do that. <laughs> I think the reasoning behind the battleground being AP more is to make it if someone hates Cyrodiil like you despise Cyrodiil despise Imperial City because you think it's you don't like Zergs like I honestly hate Zergs and I'm gonna play at battlegrounds a lot um 
like you think they made it for that so they those people can still get the rewards and they wouldn't have to make a whole new system and yeah i i honestly think that's probably closest what it is yeah it's because ap is the is the pvp currency the pvp skill line and all that other stuff so you wouldn't have to like i think that behind more than anything else was a driving factor i could see that i really could all right arc they are looking into slightly more asymmetrical maps for battlegrounds in the future however with three teams and balance concerns they are limited in possibilities that's true. Yeah. I guess the more asymmetric map you make, the more imbalance uh, balance issues you'll have. What they can do to overcome this is that they can uh, split the game into three rounds, and the team locations rotate for each round, and there you go. Three rounds, five minutes each, so you'd still have your 15-minute match or something? I could, I could see that. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, if they want to get over the balance issues, that's one way to do it, I guess. It'll work. It I will. Mean, you can't complain. It it's imbalanced if you get the get the advantage position for five minutes to yourself too. So, right. I mean, uh, World of Warcraft did that with uh, their Strand of the Ancients map, where one person was attacking, one was defending. Um, it was random, but it was multiple rounds, so each person had a, yeah. a chance of both attacking and defending to determine the winner. So it wasn't like you got the defense and you're like, oh, I'm good. You know, we this is an automatic win because it's easier to defend than to assault. You had to do both. My only thing I think they won't do that is because five minutes goes by quick when you're fighting. Like, you don't, you blink and five minutes is done. Yeah. So that, that'd be the only thing I would see because they probably don't, I, I'm just kind of guessing right now, but wouldn't want to break up the match mode three times or two times or whatever. Well, they did yeah, say 15 I... minutes is what they were yeah. looking at. So, I mean, that so, would... Like, if you did that, you'd have five-minute rotation to do each I mean, point. Yeah, but they could, you know, with the new game modes, they could assign those asymmetrical maps to a, you know, specific game mode that is, I don't know, longer than 15. Something like yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah, I, I mean... Do you have an hour? Yeah. There were different maps that didn't have the same timer on it, you know? Like, maybe they do a map that has a 30-minute timer, you know? Like, mm-hmm. you know, to finish. Unless a win, you know, like a 30-minute timeout, unless a win condition is met. Um, you know, like, or, even you know, Battlegrounds and, and Warcraft had that, where there was a timer where it would only last X amount of time. Um, but if if you met the win condition early, you could finish the map early. But at the very least, it would run the entire time, then whoever did the best is who won. You know, mm-hmm. or they won't. They don't do rounds at all, but uh, they keep the spawn location symmetrical. Like uh, they they are all spawning oh, in a symmetric yeah. spawn locations, but the objectives are uh, completely scattered across the map, or to give that asymmetrical thing to the map, and it's still not imbalanced. You know, it's about tactics, which objective you want to go and defend i guess right i mean they could also do um a spot where the map has multiple objectives that are not up at the same time so they spawn randomly Mm -hmm. you know like there's five there's five almost oh i was gonna say almost like flags like there's five flags but only three of them are up at a time and they move so Mm -hmm. you know like you're holding them 
but then they could spawn at a different location and you have to decide, okay, am I going for this one, this one, or this one, you know? Or am I going for more? I mean, I really like the idea of asymmetrical maps for PvP because one thing I don't like about Stradle or Imperial City is that it's very symmetrical. Especially for Cyrodiil, every castle, if you look at the map, it's a complete pattern. And I don't like that. I don't like complete patterns uh, much. No, but not. The I don't castles li- are I... different. What? Yeah, castle, but the the map is... Oh, the map itself the, where the, the castles the map, are placed. Yeah, where the I castles see. are are in a complete pattern. So um, it's not realistic, to say the least. Yeah. But um, I, I like asymmetrical maps in first-person shooter the person games. riding but... a lion. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I know, um, I know. I know what you're saying, Ark. No one would yeah. build in this particular pattern. It's just because of landscape, or whatever. Yeah. But in gameplay, people would complain if Ebonheart Pack oh, yeah. had all their all their places all spread out, and then you know EP or uh, DC, they were all close together. So one, you know, you could hit them all very Easy. quickly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, people would lose their I minds. Mean, in in Cyrodiil, this is a big issue, but I believe for battlegrounds, they can find a lot of ways to. Uh, balanced and asymmetrical map, so I, I, I hope they actually do it. Way early ago, like episode 60 or something like that, we talked about Battlegrounds, and for the lore nuts like me who don't want to see a completely symmetrical map if they have to change the uh, the the land that supports it, you could always use the Realms of Oblivion because they are always mm-hmm. changing. You could make a perfectly symmetrical map that's you know 100% symmetrical, and you could just say it's because of Oblivion. Like you yeah. could always use that <laughs> for a lore reason. It's Oblivion. We can do whatever we but want. Sheogorth it's constantly changing. Make it. <laughs> yeah, Sheogorth didn't make it. It's perfectly symmetrical because that's what the Daedra wanted. They wanted it perfectly symmetrical. So there's always that for a lore reason. If that's what you're looking for, well, that would actually be really neat if they did that. Like, because I've always wanted them to do more with the Daedric princes in this game. Um, just kind of like nothing ever for people listening. This has never been said. It's just an idea. Uh, what if they could do like battlegrounds too, but with each like with the planes of oblivion? But each uh, Daedric prince had their own battleground, and then you'd randomly be put into one of those places, and like that's how would, your map would be decided. So like Shayer Gorath would be like really weird and like have lots of weird yeah, stuff going cheese. on. That yeah, that's, that's the scoring wheels. mechanic. It's a uh, capture the flag, but it's wheels of cheese that you have to bring back. Capture to your the base. cheese. Capture the cheese. <laughs> you know, it sounds silly, but I would actually probably love that because you know you're bringing oh, yeah. the cheese back oh, to yeah. Sheagora. That would be amazing, and a lot of lore nuts would probably just laugh their heads off at that. So I think that needs to be a thing. Capture the cheese. Thanks. Come on, guys, listen. Come on, Zoss. Yeah, Zoss. We know you listen to Tales, so capture the cheese. Make it a thing. So. All right. Uh, next um, point. Last thing. Oh, yeah, cool. that's the last thing. And Morrowind is still a few months away, so changes are still ongoing. And the leaks we see right now are very much subject to change. Sure. Obviously. Yeah. And well, that's it from this. That's uh, the news, guys. Yeah. yeah, that's awesome. Um,. Man, nice show as always. Guys, that's the end of uh, Tales of Tamriel for this week. Uh, I hope everyone enjoyed the show. Um, obviously went pretty long. Uh, I, I want to <laughs> thank my uh, co-host, uh, Arkaneer, and of course, Sean Onyu, the new emperor uh, on <laughs> Xbox. So congratulations, man. 
that's really yeah. cool. And uh, thank you so much for uh, hopping on the show again because um, that's awesome. So whenever you get on, obviously you're you're welcome here. Um, I, I guess you're ending spring no, break soon, right? <laughs> no, my spring break actually ended. Uh, okay. Like I got Emperor where like last week technically but we didn't have a show yeah 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 we yeah yeah i had school all this week oh okay all right well uh, cool because then you know obviously we'll pull you on the show more um because uh, your insight especially pvp side is very much in um welcome here um and of course you play a lot so <laughs> obviously yeah. <laughs> obviously you play a lot so that is a thing all right ladies and gentlemen we hope you enjoyed this episode of tales of tamriel check out this show everything else that we do at dungeoncrawlnetwork.com youtube.com slash dungeoncrawlnetwork you can follow us on twitter at tales of tamriel and at dungeoncrawlnet uh facebook.com slash dungeoncrawlernetwork and pretty much anywhere else you can find podcasts, you will find us. So check out all of our other stuff. Thank you so much to our awesome Patreon supporters. You guys are the best, helping us continue doing what we love to do so much, which is entertain you and explore Tamriel. So thank you so much. We hope you enjoy. We will see you next week. Bye, everybody. Have a good night, everyone. A serpent lights the ancient sky, a brand of tainted stars. Evil stirs and in its wake the souls of mortal sway and so Yeah.
to the beauty of dawn.